Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Stephen Colbert, insurrectionists, will face no criminal charges. Why? <laughs> because no one told them they had to leave. So apparently entering into a building without approval is not trespassing because no one told them to leave. It's funny. I seem to recall there's this beanie-wearing podcaster who pointed that out about the January 6th protesters, not the people riding in the front, of course, but the people who walked in when the doors were opened for them. And uh, a certain other progressive podcasting outlet got really angry and called the beanie man stupid. Congratulations, the Young Turks, to getting this one so horribly wrong. But many people are pointing out the double standard. I'm not entirely sure it's a it's a complete double standard. The people who worked for Colbert, and they didn't all work for Colbert, for, for Colbert, were some contractors, entered into the Capitol building. I think, it, actually, it was one of the buildings. I think it was the Capitol building. And they were arrested and charged for unlawful entry. They're not going to be prosecuted. And it's because no one told them they had to leave. That's how trespassing works. There have been, uh, there's at least one case so far where a guy has charges dismissed from January 6th because he proved not only that, but the cops waved him in. So I actually think this is really, really good for the January 6th defendants who are going to point this out when it comes to their trials. So as much as people are complaining about the double standard, which is fair, let's see when they bring this up in court, how it's handled. We also have another story. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Marjorie. Oh, no. <laughs> she tweeted something very offensive about Dr. Rachel Levine and... Twitter gave her a flag saying like, yeah, you broke the rules, but we're not taking it down. And uh, we'll talk about that because it's it's a crazy topic nonetheless. And I understand why uh, MTG is upset about what's currently happening with Dr. Rachel Levine advocating for child gender affirmation surgeries. So naturally, a lot of people are getting heated on this. We've got a bunch of other stories. Joe Biden's economic policy uh, has failed and his approval is in the gutter well below like basically all of the previous presidents. And uh, this one's funny. The Young Turks calling Joe Rogan right-wing media again because Joe called uh, uh, Trump like a big baby or something. And it's just like, eh. but we'll talk about it, I guess. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we actually have a big announcement. Woo! Wow, it's I've been time. waiting to make this announcement for months. Huh. If you go to TimCast.com and click the members only or click on the top right and sign up, when you sign up, you will notice that we are now officially using Parallel Economy for all memberships. And PayPal has been removed from the website. Ooh, awesome. We are doing everything we can within reason to avoid completely just breaking apart our own systems while trying to get away from Silicon Valley, their psychotic censorship and cult-like ideologies. Parallel Economy, you may have seen, they've got a, a big old Dan Bongino on their Ooh. front page saying the ability to run your business free from the pressures of cancel culture is something I'm willing to fight for. Freedom isn't going to protect itself, and Parallel Economy is committed to fighting for a free, fair, and open internet. When you sign up right now at TimCast.com, the payment processor we use is Parallel Economy. They, they, they have better rates. They have guarantees about censorship. It is way better. And I've been very worried about PayPal. Now, if you are a member on the website and you use PayPal, nothing will change. You can still log in like normal. And that's grandfathered in. From this point forward, 
the, the, the principal way people will be signing up is using Parallel Economy, which is also loosely affiliated with Rumble, of course. We use the Rumble player for uh, all of our posts. And uh, you can also use Stripe because Stripe also th- – th- there's, there's other things that Stripe has brought up in terms of you know trying, trying to avoid censorship. Not that they're the best. I'm really excited for this, guys, and I really hope that you're willing to support businesses that are taking uh, the risk and making the effort. So let me just say this. When you sign up at TimCast.com, not only are you going to get access to our exclusive shows that we're rolling out more, we've got big changes coming. Tales from the Inverted World, Ghosts of the Civil War. This is an hour-long episode breaking down the story of Shane Cashman going to Georgia to find the lost Confederate gold. This is the House of Seven Ghosts, part one. It was an expensive trip. We're really excited for it. I think it's absolutely fantastic. An hour-long show. As a member, you'll get access to the full season. We're going to keep doing more and more things like this. And guess what? This is the start of something that I hope becomes dominant and massive. We're using Parallel Economy to start a streaming video service, not unlike Netflix or Hulu. Granted, we are so much smaller than they are. But I'm hoping that within five years, we are competing with them or beating them. And the payment processor is not a Silicon Valley-based woke company that takes your money and uses it against you. So stop giving money to people who hate you, like the, like the Daily Wire says, and give it to companies that support you and want to fight against the censorship. Sign up at TimCast.com using Parallel Economy. You are supporting us and you're supporting Parallel Economy. I am so excited for that announcement. I have been dying to make it for a long time. We've been working really, really hard to get it work, to work. And I assure you, there's going to be bugs probably. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Because uh, <laughs> we, we, like, we're not that big. We're trying as hard as we can, but... Be fun. This is this is the big news for us right now. I, I assume Parallel Economy will probably mention that you know we're utilizing them for our membership services now. Uh, you get a profile when you sign up, shows your account, you've got your info in it. We're really excited. We're really grateful. Check out our shows. Tales from the Inverted World is exclusive for members. So if you like the ghost stories, if you want an hour long, chilling, suspenseful story where Shane is investigating lost Confederate gold, bumping into ghosts and UFOs, and someone even threatened to take his life. Check it out on the website, and you're also supporting Parallel Economy, who is supporting us. We got to do the work. Joining us today, uh, oh, and smash the like button, of course. Subscribe to the channel. Share the show. I got caught up in being really excited about Parallel (laughs) Economy. It's super awesome. Joining us today, with perfect timing, considering the comments from Marjorie Taylor Greene, is Taylor Silverman. Hi, I'm Taylor Silverman. I'm a skateboarder, and I am... One of the new employees here at Tim Cass. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you've also been doing a ton of speaking. I uh, have. About women's sports, uh, protecting women's sports. You, you spoke in DC at a big event. What was that? The Our Bodies, Our Sports Rally. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, uh, it'll be cool to talk to you about, I mean, it's cool to hang out with you, talk about everything. For those that aren't familiar, Taylor's been, uh, helping with the vlog, although we have special, uh, new shows and other things planned with Taylor's help. So we're really excited for that. And then, uh, yeah, thanks for hanging out, Taylor. Yeah. Thanks for having me. We got Jamie. Hey everybody, um, Jamie Kilstein. I'm a stand-up comedian. I am writing the Cast Castle vlog, which there will be a huge announcement on tomorrow. YouTube.com/slash Cast Castle. We are doing 
really big, really exciting things. You guys will find out about that tomorrow. I'm doing stand-up comedy in Houston, August 5th and 6th. I try not to curse on this show. It is very difficult. I will <laughs> unload hate speech. I won't. But I will be very filthy August 5th and 6th. You can get tickets at theriothtx.com. That's in Houston, Texas, theriothtx.com. Uh, I also have a big announcement. Maybe not as big as Tim's, but close. Because of the TimCast followers, I have surpassed on Twitter my pre-cancellation numbers. Ooh, I now have uncanceled. I am uncanceled. Right. I actually now have more <laughs> followers than I did before I got canceled. Awesome. So if you would like to be part of that, you can go to twitter.com slash Jamie Kilstein and I love you all. Wait, everybody doesn't get 15,000 followers when they get canceled? Mm-mm. I guess not. No, I, you gained no. followers. Yeah. She gained <laughs> followers. I Yeah, I got it. You know what I should have done when they were like, you cheated on your wife? I should have been like, uh, trans people can't play sports with women. And then I would have gotten, yeah, I would have yeah. gotten reverse canceled. Yeah, yeah, that would have been the best. I screwed up. Yeah. Stoke the flames. Got to yeah. keep it hot. Strike when the iron is smoking. I also am here to play Ian Crossland from IanCrossland.net. You can catch me out there anytime. Hit me up on social media. But let's get down to this. Yes. Lydia. I am so excited to have Taylor on tonight. She and I were talking for the show about some all sorts of issues. We talked for like an hour and a half. It's great. She's going to be a great guest. And I'm excited for tonight's show. I just want to say uh, Anomaly was actually supposed to be on the show today. But uh, I guess the airline, the, the airport closed. So Whoa. here's the deal. The weather was insane on the East Coast. He was supposed to leave the airport at 2.20 p.m. He was texting us at like 5 p.m. saying, I haven't left yet. And I was like, I don't know if this is going to work. Oh, it was a short no. flight, but he was going to continue on. Hopefully we can rebook him in the future. Optimistic about that. Yes. And, uh, well, let's jump into this first story. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen, from the Daily Mail. Stephen Colbert's The Late Show staff who were arrested for unlawful entry to the Capitol last month will not be prosecuted. DOJ says they wouldn't have been able to get convictions of those including Triumph the Insult Comic Dog. Hmm. Now, why is that? Is it because uh, they're in D.C. and D.C. likes these people? Is that how it works? I would assume so, but let's read. So the nine members of the Late Show staff arrested for unlawfully entering the Capitol last month will not be prosecuted, the DOJ has ruled. The Capitol Police released a statement Monday night in an update on the incident involving members associated with Stephen Colbert's talk show. Uh, they say the U.S. Attorney's Office then confirmed they would not be moving forward with the case because they wouldn't have been able to secure convictions, according to a statement obtained by Axios. So let me just, uh, here we go. They say the United States Capitol Police have been working with the U.S. Attorney's Office, the district, blah, blah, blah. The U.S. USCP arrested nine people for unlawful entry uh, because members of the group had been told several times before they entered the congressional buildings that they had to remain with the staff escort inside the building, and they failed to do so. The U.S. Capitol Police was just informed the U.S. Attorney's Office for the District of Columbia is declining to prosecute the case. We respect the decision the office has made. Colbert dismissed the comparison between the arrests and the January 6th riot as a non-surrection and joked Triumph the Insult Comic Dog should be charged with first-degree puppetry. Ha ha ha. No, it's a point. It's a point about a double standard. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD.
He should be arrested for that joke. Seriously, that's I so mean, bad. the show is just not funny. Ugh. It used to be. Did you like it back? Like back in the day when he was doing the just the O'Reilly thing, and a lot of people didn't even know it was satire. I thought it was different and it funny, was. and then it just slowly. <laughs> Trump made comedy like comedians just brains break, essentially. And uh yeah, oof. It's political punditry. If you watch the beginning of his show, it's like a political monologue almost. Mm-hmm. At least yeah. the last one I watched was. I had to turn it off. Yeah, no, it's I didn't brutal. have to. I chose to. There you go. You're your own man. Finito. <laughs> I had enough. Stephen yeah. Colbert and his fake smile. Goodbye. Like he's one of those people. Look at pictures of me that he's smiling even when you know, like he's not necessarily happy today. He's just a joker. It's like, that kind of smile where you're like, oh, you're hurting inside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's going Sorry, on there? Yeah. So, so Mike Cernovich tweeted this: When you have absolute power, you don't even need to pretend. Even as people face trial for walking into a building with open doors, DC Democrats free their own regime propagandists. That is one way to put it. Yeah. But I think it's true. They would not have been able to secure a conviction because you bring Triumph, the insult comic dog actor, into a courtroom with with uh, jurors from D.C. And they're going to be like, but they're the good guys. They're allowed to break the law. Right. Also, I mean, first of all, if he was in court, my God, I hope they would let him like actually act using the puppet would be amazing. But I provide for the jury a demonstration of your of your show. Okay, here's the thing. <laughs> that would be fucking, that would be, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> Houston, Houston, August, where I can actually say that and not feel bad. Um, I, I mean, I remember, so my last day job, I was 22, I worked at Borders Books and Music in Columbus Circle, where I all, pretty much almost got fired every day. I would hide under the desk and drink cough syrup. I was oh, a very no. sad uh, boy. And, but CNN was right there. And the one time I hung out with Robert Smigel, who does Triumph, it was me, Robert Smigel, and Tucker Carlson. Just wait, what? Just kicking it. Like, no, you're yeah, joking. No, I swear to God, it was before the second George Bush uh, election. Tucker wasn't like known as. He's like, wearing a bow tie. Yeah, he was. He, no, he <laughs> yeah. was wearing the bow tie, okay. and he was just like, ah, Bush is gonna win, but like he didn't seem thrilled about it. They were just hanging out. They were just like literally kicking it, drinking uh outside of of this borders, and it was one of those moments where I'm like, this whole thing is fake. This is weird. It's yeah. all it's all <laughs> fake. Like nobody actually. There's no one on the right who seriously thinks that Colbert and Triumph the Insult Comic Dog should be arrested. And then the majority of people on the left, not on Twitter, either they were sort of fed complete fear propaganda about January 6th or they're just kind of indifferent about it. You know what I mean? I mean, it, the, the, the polls show most people actually don't care. They don't care. And they're like, what? I mean, I will say it is different in the sense that Colbert, funny or not, is attempting comedy was attempting satire just like if we tried to do a bit on the white house steps or whatever for for cast castle um whereas january 6th was politically motivated uh, that's- bah, bah, bah. both are first are 1a issues so your right to satirize insult and mock is the same as your right to march to the to, to, to the capitol and protest the thing is so, so i so look the people who rioted and smashed windows obviously you charge that's them. what i'm you, yes. you on camera they're being violent they're destroying things you know that that pisses me off there were like a, there was like a book sh- book stand by a window that someone smashed into. And it's like, bro, that's like an artifact of this country. One of the, like, if not the great, like the greatest nation on this planet in terms of expansion of civil rights and and, and the hard fought battles we've had. And you're like just besmirching this awesome stuff. Yeah. But the people who entered the building when the doors were opened did nothing. That yeah, they walked up. One guy had a cop waving him in. 
And he showed that to the judge and the judge said, okay, dismiss. That's insane. You can't charge someone for that. The fact that there are people still sitting in jail or that, that old lady, that old lady was not, I, I, look, for, correct me if I'm wrong, but that 69 year old cancer patient, I'm pretty sure wasn't smashing windows and fighting yeah. with cops. Should have been a Russian asset, bro. You don't know. She was charged with trespassing because people on the other side of the building that didn't see the riot walked up to open doors. There's a video of police opening the door saying, I don't agree with it, but I respect it. And those people are like, yay, and they're being let in. Right. But the Colbert people get let go. Right. Yeah, we got serious trouble in this country if there's two-tier legal system. You should definitely let that old lady go. I didn't know about that. She was probably just looking for her grandkids or something. Yeah, who knows? I mean, regardless, it's like she's 69 and she has cancer, dude. And they yeah. gave her two months. She's probably... Two months. Yeah. It's It's really obvious the message they're sending. You know... This is why so many people just side with the left on everything, refuse to speak up because they know which way the machine churns. They know which way the valve is going. And if you just blindly march in lockstep, you get, you get leeway. You get, you get free access. But if you're some, you know, doofy MAGA guy who sees the cop open the doors and smile and wave you in and take a <laughs> selfie with you, they're going to put you in solitary. Yeah, this is really troubling to me because I see this as the politicization of our justice system, which should upset everyone. And I know the left isn't going to think this is a big deal until it comes for them because they never tend to. But the fact of the matter is that this will affect everyone. And anyone who's looking past what Thomas Sowell calls the first stage, like stage one, is going to realize that this is going to turn around and bite them really hard somewhere down the road. I got to read Thomas Sowell. I, yes, you do. I used to say Correct. this when I uh, when I got in a bit of trouble for talking about drone strikes on Conan, when I was like, hey, if I know we like Obama. I know he makes cool Spotify playlists. Right. I know his wife seems awesome and he plays basketball. And they high-five and fist bump and she has a garden. But also, if he is droning weddings and children... Even if you like it when Obama does it, because Obama doesn't like a cool guy way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you, who is going to be the next president? And everyone was like, it's fine. And then it was Donald Trump. And it's like, that's why people need principles instead of parties. Yes. If you have principles, these are the principles I stand for. Then it doesn't matter who's in power. Exactly. And in fact, you should be more upset when it's your team going against your morals because they represent you. So man, shouldn't you speak up? Yeah. That's why when it's like, I hear cops speak up against, you know, bad cops. You go, yeah, man, that's really important. When you hear liberals talk about how woke culture has gone crazy, it's like, yeah, it's like, you know, the people you get mad at the most in your life are your family. And one, it's most of our families are insane. But also <laughs> it's because like we love them. They mean the most to us. So you're more emotionally invested. I wish people did that instead of just blindly going on Twitter. And I used to do this. Something controversial would happen. And I'd be like, man, I don't know about this issue. And then I'd see how sort of my team lined up and I go alright well I guess that's the tweet I guess I gotta side with them or else I'm gonna get in trouble that's the craziest thing yeah. when the Covington Catholic thing happened do you know about that the Covington Catholic thing Taylor mm-hmm. so like you, you're like being thrust into politics and like you know <laughs> in my, recently yeah. so there are these kids standing on the on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial minding their own business oh, when some dude gets in his face banging the drum someone snipped that video from like it was like a really long live stream or something wasn't it and then they put up this clip making it seem like the kid got in the face of the Native American and was like mocking him or something. And so I was getting inundated with people who were like moderate libertarian right wing being like, dude, Tim, did you see this? This is messed up. Like it's making us look bad. And then I was like, what is it? And they were like, bro, this kid got in his face. And I was like, really? I, where's the video? And right. they're like, it's right there. I'm like, that's just a video of two people standing in front of each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But everyone just got in lockstep. And this is the problem with modern politics. But this is also why you will not be criminally charged. Because not one of these people is like, I'm not going up against the woke mob for this. Yeah. You like, you think a DC prosecutor is like, oh yeah, I'll get reelected if I do that. Sorry. No, no, no. It's all political. If you get arrested, like Steve Bannon right now, he just walked out of court recently for the contempt charges. A DC jury, they don't care. Apparently, I saw, I, I fact check me on this one. I just saw it and there's a lot of preliminary work that's gotta be done. A juror apparently said, I don't care what he says. I don't, I won't believe a word he says because of who he affiliates with. Well, that person should be on a jury. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but this, look. When, uh, Chauvin was being, was, was going to be tried in, in Minnesota, they tried to get a change of venue, but the judge said there is no venue in the state where people don't know about this case. My opinion then is case dismissed. If you can't have a fair trial, you're done. Right. You could maybe ask for another state to hold the trial where people don't know, but you can argue if everybody is biased against you and you can't have a fair trial, you cannot be tried. You are free to go because it is better that 10 guilty persons escape than one innocent person suffer. Instead, they were just like, nah, we'll have a sham trial. There's riots outside. The jurors are being brought in with armed police officers carrying rifles Mm -hmm. and everybody is terrified of the riots. And the jurors actually said they were scared of the riots, but uh, seems fair to me. That's where we're gone. Chauvin got the book thrown at him about and then two some, weeks the ago, I think. What yep. did they do? Like a five life sentences or something stupid? Is that what it was? I don't know. I don't some, some ridiculous I mean, to be fair, he's a murderer. Like, that was not good. And also set back poli- – like, this, again, is what I was talking about, right? It's like you have something that blatant. It's not well, a Black uh-oh. Lives Matter versus Blue uh-oh. Lives Matter. Th- oh, we're going to get into our first fight? <laughs> no, I don't, think, I don't think you watched any of the case. I don't think you uh, – the video? Yeah, I don't think you know anything about it. I just watched the video. There's multiple Did, did you watch the, the, the full nine-minute body camera footage? And did you listen to the police experts? No, Kim, I'm trying to live a happy life. Exactly. I just saw what Twitter wanted me to see, yeah. and I saw the guy get killed, and I was like, all right, I'm done. The show, the, it, it was when you learned the drugs that uh, what's George Floyd was on, he was on five different drugs, I yeah. think. It, well, what's, he was fentanyl. He was behind the wheel of a car, high on fentanyl, firstly. Right. So he should have been arrested immediately right. for that stuff. Meth, methamphetamines, he had his nicotine. Speedball. marijuana. Well, why did you guys tell me that before I wore my George Floyd t-shirt on the show tonight? <laughs> you need all types. All Come guys. on, man. He has to be put on the ground, Floyded, but Chauvin did murder him. He right. did kill him. I mean, and, and as far murder. as we can tell, it was an illegal killing, so that's considered a murder. I mean, every... Uh, here's what I'm basing it on. Because, uh, no, I of course I didn't know that stuff, because I that you probably had to dig to find that stuff, because it was so against the mainstream. I'm basing what I'm talking about on the cops I've talked to who were like livid and and in the trial sorry to interrupt no 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 you're good but, but in the trial uh, the def- the state's own witness argued that Chauvin was justified in using a higher degree of force than he actually used mm. they actually had the continuum of force shown in the trial and he said because George Floyd was on drugs you know like they don't, they don't know exactly what he was doing but he was belligerent yeah. kicking on the chair and screaming at that degree, the state allow the police are allowed to use tasers. Chauvin, uh, I don't believe, pulled him out of the vehicle. I'm not sure if he pulled him out of the vehicle. He, he asked to be pulled out. He was in the well, back. That, that seat was before Chauvin and got there. And, yeah, and then they, they pulled him out later on the ground. I don't know. I don't know if Chauvin was involved. When Chauvin arrived, he was kicking to get out of the vehicle. And the state that was prosecuting Chauvin said, yes, he could have used a higher degree of force, but chose not to. Mm-hmm. Right then, I was like, whoa, you got reasonable doubt on murder. You have a cop who is who is told by his training that he is allowed to use a taser, but said, I'm going to do less force than I'm actually allowed to do. 
Right there, I'm like, that's it. He had no intent to kill. Well, but he did less force improperly, and this is why cops need to be. There's a picture. No, no, in the training manual of the police doing that exact maneuver. And no, 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 no. But what I'm saying is improperly in the sense that, and this is from the cops I've talked to as well. They are trained horrifically. One, they don't train enough. Two, a lot of their training is antiquated, especially when it comes to -to hand-to-hand combat. Well, I was listening to Jocko talk about the response of the Uvalde uh, shooting, and he made a great point that I will quote now everywhere uh, I go, whereas cops should spend 20% of their time training. Period. Training in firearms, training in tactical situations, training in jiu-jitsu. If you... I mean, one, a taser probably wouldn't have killed him, whereas that improper choke would have. Any blue belt, you train jiu-jitsu for a year, two years, you know how to put someone who is on drugs. The reason jiu-jitsu is great is because if someone's on, if he's all high on PCP and I break someone's arm and stuff, he may not feel it. All right, right, but hold on, hold on. So for one, I think there was a, a probably justifiable manslaughter charge in the duration of the the, the, uh, the restraint. The yes, yes, right. Yes. But that's about it. The, the the issue is, do we tell this one officer who was instructed to do everything he did that he's going to pay the price for the broken system to appease a mob, or do we change the system? Instead of actually changing anything, all they did was lock this guy and the other cops up and then tell all the activists, mission accomplished, and the activists went away. Well, and this is the problem with so many issues, is we just try to duct tape solutions so people move on to the next thing they're angry about, and we don't actually change the system. This happens with all the systems that are broken, where it's like, I think... Between that, between the school shootings, we absolutely need to be focusing on like getting cops better training. And it doesn't seem like that means defunding them. It means getting them better training and letting them train more instead of just, you know, sit around. I, I concur. I agree. Well, to wrap it all back up with the, with the the point of the segment though, just to make the point. No, let's end on everyone agreeing with me. You're talking about Jocko Willink. I was going to say, regardless of, um, like, what people believe about the case, it's really dangerous how many people pass a judgment on it without watching the trial yeah, and without getting all the evidence. Politics 101. Mm. We sit here on the show. We pull up the clips. We watched Rittenhouse. We had how many? Seven witnesses to the Rittenhouse case on this show. Seven, I think. Journalists, people involved, people who are like, I can only say a little bit because I've been subpoenaed. And then from these interviews, we were like, it's very clear Kyle Rittenhouse was was innocent. But did the media do any of that? I, it's remarkable that you've got people who are like, you know, Tim Cast isn't journalism. What we do isn't journalism. And it's like, well, for one, this show is political commentary on journalism. But when we're sitting here with you, watching these videos, showing you the sources, explaining why we think this source is good, that's like a million times better journalism than, say, the New York Times lying about, you know, Ukraine or something and, and Trump. Well, and also we can ask questions. That's why I love being on this show where it's like when you asked me if I saw that video, I was like, nope, Nope, like this is what I saw. And now that is going to, of course, and it should uh, inform me. Whereas if I knew something you guys didn't, you guys would do the same thing. Right. But but look, I, I think one of the strongest divisions between left and right of this country is the left doesn't know anything about the news and the right does. And that's really it. It's exemplified a million to one when I point out ground.news, bias fact check, Twitter blind spotter, load up Ben Shapiro, like the most prominent conservative Orthodox Jew, and you'll find him balanced between left and right wing news. You pull up the entire NBC news team and it's all 100% left wing. That was me, remember? Yeah. So, so that this is the issue with this country is that these people like Washington Post, CNN, whoever else who smeared the Covenant Catholic kids, 
Yeah, because they don't read. They don't watch. They did zero investigation. And you know what I did? I watched the two-hour live stream. Someone was like, what happened? I was like, well, I better watch this two-hour live stream on Facebook to see what it's all about. And I was like, so the black Hebrew Israelites were there and the kids were heckling them because they're racist anti-Semites. And then this Native American guy got up in their faces and someone snipped that and accused them. I was like, okay. So I made a video about it saying, why is everybody doing this? Even conservatives were like, they didn't read anything. I was amazed by that. Mm. Then you got AOC. She fabricated her January 6th story, completely fabricated it. And I'm just like, dude. Look, there is a, a, a the, the exception on the right that prominent figures will put out fake news. It's the exception. It happens. I'll call them out. It is the rule on the left. Almost everything they say is always just misinformed, malformed nonsense. Well, and the bottom line is if you truly believe in your convictions, if you truly believe in your side, if you truly believe in what you are voting for, then lying, exaggerating – not letting the other side, not even addressing the other side, uh, it, it's going to completely contradict what you're trying to do. It's just going to turn people against you. There's just two cultures in this country, and we're seeing the emergence of – there's an article today I was reading about the, the emergence of parallel economies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, I'll do this shout-out too. We'll go we'll, – we'll, uh, several years ago, I said the dangerous thing about censorship with what's happening on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube is that it will lead to what's called a parallel economy. We've seen this pre-World War One, when people stop trading with each other. It creates distinct economic blocks that can arm and develop resources and then sustain a fight with each other. If there is one economic system, a sustained fight is not possible mm-hmm. because one group that gets excised from it struggles to maintain any kind of resources. This is the goal of sanctions. We're going to cut you out of the global financial payment system and then you can't wage war against us. Although that's failing because I, I would argue, you know, Joe Biden. But now we're actually seeing it. And the funny thing is about the emergence of the parallel economy, we're a part of it. We are yeah. actively supporting the company called Parallel Economy, which we use. Sign up at TimCast.com hey. and support Parallel Economy. But they literally call themselves Parallel Economy. It's art imitates life. And there will be a multitude of parallel economies. This is not, not the last. But I don't I, – I think it might start uh, – look, you've got Getter, Parler, Truth Social. That's a sort of fracturing. But eventually – the quote unquote right will, will, will have its singular space, which may be truth social. It will have its track, its version of Silicon Valley, which is forming in Florida with rumble and parallel economy. I believe parallel economy is in Florida. I'm not entirely sure, but you're going to have the emergence of a tech sector on the East coast to compete against the West coast tech sector. And they're going to have two different kinds of rules. And then you look at truth social and the left, like we're not going there. And the right's going to be like, Twitter's stupid. I got banned. I don't want to be there anyway. And then you're going to have two communication networks, two financial service networks. You are going to have states completely odds with each other like you already do. And then, well, and then, you know, I think the worst conflict can come from having a, a, a unipolar economy because people are more like when you look at revolution, all these horrible, bloody revolutions, pretty much Maybe not all of them, but I'm saying the revolts against monarchs. Not all of them, but a lot of the horrific stuff we've seen in society is a revolt against a monarch. I guess you could say that two parallel economies might come to blows as well, but I find like slave uprisings are more dangerous and insidious because people will blow up their own land to, to get out. And, and I mean, of course, an enemy will blow up your land as well. Man, maybe they're equally as dangerous. Well, let's jump to this story. And uh, thanks for letting me trouble. crap that out there, Tim. Axios.com <laughs> reports. From Axios, Twitter refuses to re- remove Marjorie Taylor Greene's transphobic tweets. I have so much to say. Here oh, we go, boy. Queen. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Twitter on Monday labeled but refused to take down a pair of highly transphobic tweets attacking Admiral Rachel Levine, the Assistant Secretary of Health for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. Why it matters. Twitter has a practice of often labeling but not removing tweets from elected officials that would otherwise violate its terms of service. The tweets linked here misgender Levine while also using extremely vile terminology to describe gender reassignment surgery. Twitter's move means that people have to click through a warning to view the tweets. Twitter will also limit sharing of the posts. What they're saying, quote, the tweet you referenced violated the Twitter rules of hate on hateful conduct, Twitter said in a statement to Axios. However, we've determined that it may be in the public's interest for the tweets to remain accessible and has been labeled in line with our policies. I just want, I just want to pause real quick and say, if there is a barrier to seeing a statement from a public official, Twitter is engaged in polit- politicking. Mm. They are engaged mm. in providing special favors for certain politicians and political ideologies right. that has to be stopped, okay? You, like, imagine if during the civil rights movement, all the big companies were like, you're not allowed to advocate for these things because they're unpopular, so we won't even cover them in the newspaper. Or if we do, people have to pay extra. I mean, you need people to be able to talk about ideas. Glad the LGBTQ rights, civil, uh, civil rights group condemned the uh, the move, saying, this account has repeatedly and intentionally violated Twitter's hateful conduct guidelines against targeted dead naming and misgendering of trans people. A glad spokesperson told Axios, it's clear that some politicians see pushing malicious anti-trans content on social media as part of their election strategy, even with the full knowledge that such content is violative. Um, I'll say this. Jamie brought up the point before the show <laughs> that Marjorie Taylor Greene, uh, do you want to just say it? She, I mean, okay. I'll set this up so you can read, so you can read the tweet. Oh no, we're not gonna read the tweet. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna read oh, that. we can't. No, you we guys can't. have yeah. to. Okay, you guys have to read. The, guys, guys, listen to me. Everyone, grab a drink and go read the tweet because it is a masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> this tweet is so. I mean, I think both left and the right would agree. Yes, really it is taking something that should be super simple. That we should all agree on. Um, it, Do not it, give sex changes to children. That's it. That's all you have to say. Her, she <laughs> could have spent less time tweeting if she just wrote, don't give sex change to children. And then she could have gone and hung out with her kids or done whatever she did. Instead, she was like, what if I write what something I completely <laughs> nuts and I'll have some rhymes in there uh. and I'll just, and like, I can't, she will make Things that should be simple, insane and, inf- and, and, and offensive. Where it's like, hey, I don't like wearing masks. And she's like, got it. I'm going to bring up Nazis. And you're like, no, what? Why don't do that. Over, over, over the top. So 
I can understand the anger, hands down. Admiral Rachel Levine made a video advocating for affirmation of children, which means sex sex change operations for children and medical intervention and sterilization and things like that. And Marjorie Taylor Greene naturally is angry. But Marjorie Taylor Greene, look, you know, we've had her on the show. We'll have her on the show uh, again soon. I I think there's a lot, so so much about it that's fantastic, the way she challenges Congress. In this instance, and and we'll talk about it because something like Alex Stein is going to happen again, but I just feel like the, the righteous indignation wasn't there. Instead, it came out as, like, unserious. Like, silly. It's, and- it's hard to take her seriously when she takes stuff to, like, an offensive and ridiculous place. It's Trumpian. Yeah. It's Trumpian. So I, I got to say this. You know, we're talking about it now. And maybe that's why we see a lot of this. If she came out and just said this is wrong, we wouldn't be saying anything about the issue of giving sex change operations to children mm-hmm. coming from the government. Right. Advocacy coming from the government. And so, you know, look, I don't like the way she framed it. I'm glad the conversation is being put in the forefront. And there's a problem in this country if that's how it has to get done. So let me make this point about Alex Stein. I criticized him for calling AOC big booty Latina. And I'm like, what does that accomplish? And then it turns out a lot, actually, because AOC then came out and called one six effectively an inside job because of the lack of security at the Capitol. And I was like, wow, that's like really strange pretty cool but let me just say like we got a problem with i guess humanity if you have to do things like this to generate a conversation about screwed up things because i I was about to make the exact point that you made with stein where i was going to be like who is thinking i'm going to let my kid transition and then they jump on facebook and they're like peen queen and then suddenly they change their mind who is that actually helping even us talking about it we're not talking about it, we're not talking about child safety right now. We're talking about this dumb tweet. But I also, no, you know, it, I, it, I thought all the Trump stuff was, wasn't gonna work. And it, and it worked. I, I feel like what ends up happening with people like Marjorie Taylor Greene or Alex Stein is they take the brunt of the ire and then a conversation is, erupts around the issue. Well, and I think you nailed it where it's like, this, it's like the system it, is broken. We oh, should be yeah. able to talk about it just being like, hey, what's best for kids? Can we have that conversation? It shouldn't be about, you know, clickbait tweets. You know, we, we try to have, I, I, I'm just wondering if the time for decorum is meaningless. The, the, the time to, for, for cordiality or uh, collegial behavior is just, it's out. Well, maybe she could at least get a little more creative so that her shock factor isn't at the expense of others. Because yeah. it's always well, offensive to one group or another. Yeah, but the issue here is, what neither side cares at all about the other side. So why why is why are the Democrats doing a one-sided January 6th trial? Because they don't care to convince Republicans. They want to rile up Democrats to get them to vote. They think we've locked it in. There's no one else to get. Get them riled up. Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'd assume I I I'll ask her like why like what was your thought behind this tweet. Like, Can we be know, like, walk us through your creative process, here, please. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's an unserious tweet. Like, I mean, hands down, you, you, I'm sure a lot of people thought it was funny. I'm sure a lot of people. No one thought it was funny. That's not true. She's got major fans. She's huge. She raised more money, I'm pretty sure, than like any other member of Congress. <laughs> what is happening? Because, because she does things like this. Yeah. And that's why Trump was able to do it too. No, that's, yeah. Because there are a lot of people who just want the, the the symbols and the machine behind what they oppose to be struck down. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So for Antifa, it's a brick through a window. Does mm-hmm. the brick through the window actually change the system? No. Right. And it doesn't even start a conversation. The one thing I'd say to this is like, I don't like the tweet, but she got people talking about it. The, 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 uh, sec- assistant secretary for the health and human services is advocating for child, for children to get sex change operations. Right. Okay. Well, look, fine. Regular, moderate individuals, post liberals, disaffected liberals. We can all sit here and be like, I don't like the things she said. It's like, well, who else is calling out and standing up against the government advocating for this kind of stuff. Uh, the worst part is going to be when I meet her and I like her. She's and you great. will. <laughs> you, you will. <laughs> this is the funny thing. Like no. I, I, I told Jamie this before. I was like, Jamie, you're going to agree with everything she says. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it so much. We, we, you we, guys won't tell anybody, right? No. Guys, I can't lose the new followers I got post-cancellation. Come you're, on. Keep it between us. For, things like this, obviously, people are going to be like, like, there's going to be a lot of people who very much like what she said. And I'm, she's going to stand by what she said and be like, I'm allowed to say it and all that stuff. And she is. And there's going to be a lot of people like us, former liberals or still traditional liberals that yeah. have like aligned with the moderates, libertarians and right because the woke stuff's crazy. And we're going to like, you know, kind of be like, uh, she's right. But like, did she have to say it that way? Right. And in the end, um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because there's nothing that's going to get me to join the side of those giving sex change operations to children. So... It doesn't matter. She can say whatever she wants. Twitter can choose to ban her or not. Her saying something that I might not like in, or saying something I, I agree with, but in a way I don't like won't change the fact that the left already hates her. They're going to keep hating her. The right likes her. I just feel like both sides have said, we've got everybody we can get. Let's roll. With and it. if the left was intelligent at all, they would see that even with that, 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 that people like us are aligning closer with ludicrous tweets like that than the policies they're putting forward. And they would go, Hey, maybe we need to back up a little bit. Like maybe we're screwing up if people are siding with this. Mm. <laughs> there's two distinct cultures in this country and there's no mending that divide anymore. There was a period where it was one country split, splitting down the middle, but we are well past that point. This is an example of it. What's happening in uh, with D.C. with Colbert is an example of it. There is Team A, Team B. There's Team Red. There's Team Blue. And if a Team Red person walks into the courtroom that, and, and it's in a Team Blue district, they're going to be like, I, I think there's lock more. I don't identify with political teams. Like people that are like, my team's the right Republican Red. My team's the left Democratic Blue. I'm like, I got a team. If I'm on a team, it's not a pol- politics team. I'm bored with politics. I don't like blab it. I, it just, I'm on team like science. If there's like a, you know, quantum science team that's you know my so except except ian if if you were criminally charged in dc they would just convict you simply because you're on this i show. wouldn't make assumptions you never know and it depends on what it's for and what i did what do you mean make you know, assumptions? sometimes people deserve to be convicted the colbert people are being released the january 6 people are not and it's the exact same crime in fact, well, it's the Colbert different. people were warned not to be there. And they were there after hours, too. They knew they weren't so supposed to worse. be there. So it's worse. But the other people were involved in a violent no, they weren't. You know, attack on the building. Well, they were there. This is a big problem. When someone's a half a block away from a crime that's going on, are they implicated in the thing going no, on a block away? they're not. Of course not. Of course not. So, so, at the, so in this building, is, those people on the other side of the building the should is, be released, in my opinion. Right. But Pardoned why, and why, released. Why, so at the very least, there may be people who get released. But my point is... It's not hypothetical, bro. Like we're watching it literally happen. The, the the previous administration is arresting former Trump officials. Steve Bannon just left court today. 
Like, he is being criminally charged because the Democrats have forced people to go in and, and testify and provide statements that they're taking out of context in a non-adversarial show trial for January 6th. They put me in their January 6th evidence. And this my is- dad texted me about that and was like, hey, where are you working? And I was like, please, please oh, wait. Know. till Send please- him the op-ed. I did. <laughs> Send him Newsweek and say, Newsweek was so shocked to see me included in the evidence that they asked me to write an op-ed because they were like, they put the fence sitter milk toast guy in with the guys calling for a red wedding. The point is, Raskin doesn't care. Dude is literally like 15 minutes away from us, by the way. And we have employees in his district. They don't care. My point is, you we're at a time now where you, Ian, might be like, I don't want to be on anyone's team. That's okay. They chose for you. It's like Plato said. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not against these people. That's the difference. If you go into a situation being like, you all are going to convict me. I know it. Those people are going to be like, yeah, we're way more likely to do that now. But if you go in there saying, I've got an idea to help us all, they're going to be way less likely to convict you. That's, I think you're just, it's just, it's, it's, just, just, it's just social dynamics. You, I don't know why you think you're, you're, you know, outside of what they're all actually, what's actually happening. It's like you, you can watch it happen. We can see it happen. You can comment on it happening, saying it's wrong, and then be like, but it wouldn't happen to me. I don't get it. I just want to live in Ian's that. world. You seem, he seems so much happier that way. <laughs> it's re- <laughs> resolution. I was, I, I was like, Ian, what? Yeah, I, like I'm picturing Ian in the courtroom, like, brothers, sisters, come together. Can't we all get along? And everyone's like, like, yes, that's can. what I want. I'm not even making fun of you. I, I legitimately want that too. So I'm talking about like pulling carbon out of then, the atmosphere. We can right. do lots of cool stuff. And then the juror says, Your Honor, I don't care what Ian just said because of who he affiliates with. Like they did with Steve Bannon. Cringe. Okay. Who's this juror that doesn't care about the evidence? That is in the trial. Can I defend myself in this clown trial you've created? Yes. And right now (laughs) is Steve Bannon. (laughs) Right now is Steve Bannon. That's what's happening. What's going on with him? What? So apparently, and again, I I saw a report. Someone said a juror told the judge, I don't care what he said. He should be extracted from the courtroom. Yes. Exactly. And the point is in DC, we are literally watching people get released from committing a crime in which they were warned not to do it, did it anyway. And on January 6th, a 69-year-old cancer patient is going to jail for two months because it's a two-tiered system. I don't know what she did. I don't don't know the extent of why. Fair point. Um, I don't either. But she was was charged with trespassing. That would have been funny if, like, we're defending her and she was just planting explosives on the the side. (laughs) She's the one that was waving them in. Yeah, exactly. Um, With the... uh, She's like, I only have a little bit to live. Let's take this place down. (laughs) I I don't know. I I don't think that people that have been trespassing right now on capital property should be arrested at all. I'm not playing double standards here. I'm not like, well, they did it to them, which was wrong, so do it to them, which will still be wrong. Two wrongs don't make a right. What I'm saying is that situation. you are subject to the same system as everybody else. I understand that part. Right. You 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 might say like I don't want to be in your team and I totally get it. You're right. But you are whether you want to be or not. Well, and they will choose for you. I mean, we all have tribes. We have personal tribes and friendships and communities and stuff like that. But, but t- it doesn't have to be a political team. I never believe this and and I was you know, but uh, Tim made this point the last time I was on the show, and unfortunately, it's like from what I've seen on social media, it's like you're right, which is the right is far m- much more accepting right now to people with diverse views than the left is, and and I know that because people on the left who have been fans of mine, who when I started coming on this show without listening would be like, "You're out," and then people on the right 
who found me on this show will write me and go, hey, man, I don't agree with you, but like, I'm glad you're on the show or whatever. And to me, one of the reasons that I was on the left that I loved about it was we were supposedly the party of inclusion, right? And now you are far more likely, like you're saying, man, to be completely cut out, whether it's in the court of law, whether it's on social media, even in like friendship groups. I'm hanging out with far more conservative people who probably disagree with me on a lot more than I would be with like a a lot of my old woke friends. I, I, I am coming to believe for a variety of reasons, some private reasons, that the left and the right are being divided among a what's the uh, uh, um, a propensity towards on the right morality, like a sense of honor, duty, and uh, responsibility, and the left is ignorance or malice. And so I say tendency or a propensity towards the right has bad people, obviously. Yeah. The right has grifters. The right has all that. Yeah. But it's the exception. If you look at, as I mentioned with the bias checker, you look at people on the right, you'll see they're fairly balanced in trying to understand the world. You'll see that they're very much about you know duty or family or protecting or creating. And then you look at the life and it's very much about me, me, mine, I get, I want. The picture of Leah Thomas on the podium standing by themselves where the other women are walking away like the entirety of the event is saying to you, we do not like what you are doing right here, but they don't care. They say, I'm happy. You have stories of these contests, skateboarding contests, where no one will clap or cheer for the biological male competing against females. They don't care. They laugh and they say, so what? I get mine. Did you see that recently Leah Thomas was nominated for NCAA Woman of the Year Award? Mm. Yeah. Alongside Riley Gaines, who was the swimmer who spoke up about tying with her and being pushed off the podium photo. It's shocking. And someone from UPenn didn't get that opportunity at all. Yeah. Well, let's pull that story up. I feel but, so. This is. I'll, let me pull this up from N, uh, NBC. I just. I feel sorry for all the girls who got nominated because it's a huge honor to even be nominated and to have it be made a mockery of is so disrespectful. Insulting, yeah. Yeah. Here's a story from NBC News: Trans swimmer Leah Thomas nominated for NCAA Woman of the Year award. The University of Pennsylvania athlete shot to fame earlier this year when she became the first transgender NCAA champion in division history. Now, most of you know the story of Leah Thomas. Huh. I wonder, I don't, they don't have the photo here. There's a photo where Leah Thomas is standing on the podium and all the girls go far away and take a picture together, leaving Leah Thomas, the transgender swimmer, Historical. to their, their lonesome. This to me is an example of the, uh, the psych- psychopathy, the narcissism, the sociopathy, just all of these like, I don't know. I, I, you know, look, the point I was just making for those that are just tuning into the segment was that the right has, uh, let's, let's throw to Jonathan Haidt's research. The moral foundations, there are six. The right has an equal balance of all of them. Libertarians only have one moral foundation. It's hilarious. It's a liberty. That's it. They don't care yeah. about anything else. It's kind of creepy, actually, <laughs> if you weird. look at the questions asked. And liberals have care and fairness and nothing else. So it seems like you have a tendency among the right, conservatives, to have a balance to their, to their views. I wonder if this has something to do with uh, uh, a tendency to live in rural areas. Like uh, in our experience, what happens when you catch a cute little animal that is a rabies vector? Nobody wants to cause harm to the cute little animal, but when you don't, people die. Right. And so you have to make hard decisions and recognize, hey, look, you got, you're hungry. That chicken, kill it. Mm. Who's going to kill the chicken? Oh, no, but we love the chickens. They're so funny. I mean, you got you to you do it. 
And I wonder if that's the reason why people growing up in cities isolated from all of this have become narcissists, have become egotistical, and have a have a, an over overreaction towards the idea of care and fairness. What I've been seeing on the right, you got your grifters. You got some people who are uh, uh, notable for copyright infringement, just stealing mm-hmm. contents, pulling labels off it. And they've done well for themselves, and it pisses people off. But for the most part, you have an attempt at honesty, conversation, compromise. And then you take a look at the left, and it's 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 malicious, it's ignorant, yeah. it's angry. Care and fairness is getting twisted, I think, in the sense that if you see someone suffering, people are like, oh, I want to make that suffering stop. But in reality... People sometimes need to suffer to grow, to learn about themselves. They need to go through pain and hardship. And like it's called tough love. It's a very specific thing. And to eradicate that and make sure that people are comfortable frequently without resistance, they're going to fall. Mm-hmm. I have to wonder about it though, man. Um, my experience with even, – even today, the people on the right that I'll talk to – for instance, Seamus is a great example. Oh, yeah. Seamus gets mad when I, when like, when we argue about abortion and I say, like, I think there are circumstances where it's the government should not be intervening. And Seamus, a uh, Freedom Tunes, good friend, he's very pro-life and thinks there should be a nationwide ban on it. And we disagree and we've gotten heated. And then we write jokes together and we laugh together because, you know, we really do just want to live together and, and, and hope we can do right by each other. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. And then you Well, have- Seamus also knows you're going to hell, so he he wins the long game. <laughs> well, Seamus doesn't want me to go to hell. <laughs> he's trying to save us all. No, he is. I mean, but he literally is. Yeah. yeah. No, I know, to, for his beliefs and his view, that's what he's trying to do. And uh, when we argue about it, we get angry. But afterwards, we're laughing, we're having pizza, we and we're working be, together. But with the with the modern iteration of whatever the left is, the reason why people like you, Jamie, or you, Taylor, are oh. now all of a sudden being associated with the right for whatever reason is because there's an open conversation on the other side of those flames. Mm-hmm. On the left, you're surrounded by a wall of fire. And they tell you if you go near it, you'll be burned. And that's why people are scared to speak up and won't. But on the other side of it, we're chilling. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, this, this is like, um, it's like that movie, what? The Village. You ever see that? That M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie? They're in the well, village. They don't, they don't it's, it's, it's also like, uh, there's that Breitbart quote I have to bring up and then forget. The other side and of the, the fire. So, well, I don't know. You want to pull it up again? Yeah. So, uh, you know, Andrew Breitbart had a quote about the fire and then someone told me a different version of it, but I'll let, and I always forget what the quote was. And then I ask Ian to look oh, it yeah, up. The walk toward it. the fire quote. Let's see a walk toward the fire. Don't yeah. worry about what they call you. All those things are set against you because they want to stop you in your tracks. But if you keep going, you're sending a message to the people who are rooting for you, who are agreeing with you. The message is that they can do it too. 
So oh my I God, was talking to you guys may be like Andrew Breitbart too. I know, right? What well, a day you know, for me. You know, he used to be a huge liberal. I do remember. Didn't he uh, start like Huffington Post with yes. Ariana? Yeah. That's yep. right. That's so right. So someone told me about that quote. And then what they said was, think of it like you're surrounded by a wall of fire. And everyone keeps saying, if you go near that, you'll be burned. Don't go near that. And then eventually someone starts walking towards it with all of them screaming, stop, you're crazy, you're stupid, you're wrong, don't do it. They get violent, try and stop you. And then the person jumps through the fire and now they're on the other side. And what do they see? It's a beach. People are hanging out with cool, crisp air. They're drinking beers. They're laughing. They're swimming. People are taken off to go home and everyone else trapped inside is too scared of what's on the other side or to go near the flames. The flames, it's the wokeness. It's if I speak up against this person, the woke people will attack me and destroy me. Well, some people get attacked and destroyed regardless. Yeah. And that's a great, <laughs> well, I'm laughing at, I'm laughing so hard because it's, I mean, even when the, even the beach part of the metaphor, everyone was like, you can't for years, you can't go on Tim Pool show. You can't go on Tim Pool show. Then I show up here and you're like, we have swords and guitars. And I'm like, this is amazing. Oh, great. This got, is so fun. We got drinks. We got fancy whiskey. This, we got oh, people this, of different political views. Oh, I burned my eyes on pappies. I never thought that would happen. This metaphor of the fire being wokeness is, is brilliant because if you get near it and then you mock it, it's going to burn you. If yeah. you, if you, but if you pass through it, you're fine. There's so much more outside of this cult. Well, and guys, I have great news. I'm going to, I'm going to do the Ian. I'm going to look straight to camera and say this. Twitter isn't real. Yeah. Like right. Twitter isn't real. The times where you're getting mobbed or you're in an argument, you go outside. Birds are still chirping, man. Yes. You go to Starbucks, person, the cashier will still talk to you. You can still have a normal conversation with people. You can still say hi. You can still pet strangers' dogs. Like, it is not real. And the major, I truly believe the majority of people align with us where they're decent people. They want everybody to have rights. They're not following the news. They don't know. They don't know about what Marjorie's writing on Facebook. They just want to take care of their families. But the fire that's is that's wokeness is moving. It's burning. And, and, and if you sit still, if these people outside the fire are fine, yes. but the fire will move and surround them if they're not aware of what's going on. I, agree. I do agree. So, I think you're half right. I think that my story is a really good example of that because people were telling me from the very start that I'd ruined my life and I was never going to have a career and that I should just like hurt myself and leave skateboarding, leave the internet. But my life has only gotten better. I've had more opportunities. I've gotten to actually speak up about this issue and have a bigger platform for it, which is important to me. That's why I spoke up in the first place. So for those that aren't familiar, you competed in a skateboarding contest <clears throat> against a transgender biological male and came in second. Mm-hmm. And now you're speaking at big events. I, I don't want to make announcements for you, but you've been speaking at a lot. Yeah, I've been doing a lot. And I'm really grateful for that. And I'm grateful to work with a team of other women who are either athletes who have gone through a similar experience or doctors or attorneys who support us. But had I not just committed to what I said and just gone through that fire, like for lack of a better term, then it would have just passed. And there was a second where you were just getting burned, right? Like, for a moment before you tweeted, before Colin Wright, Colin Wright tweeted, tweeted, and then yeah. I saw it. And oh, I was shout like, out, Colin! Yeah, yeah thank you, Colin. He's You're great. the best. He bought me hot chicken in Nashville. This is awesome. oh, hot yeah. chicken, Nashville hot chicken. I think it, oh, I think so it was good. his girlfriend Christina who showed yeah. him the story. So shout out to her shout too. Out so to but Christina. let's 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 wrap this all up together. The analogy is actually perfect. Mm-hmm. You were warned to stay away from the fire. Mm-hmm. Even though it sucked where you were and you were like, this, this is bad. It was worse just feeling like miserable about not speaking up for myself. 
But then you walk, me. you walk to the fire, and the first thing that happened was you got burned, and people started just crapping all over you. On, well, on, on the this. internet, not in right, real right. life. No, for sure. It's like the burn doesn't kill you. It hurts. But then, all of a sudden, Colin Wright grabbed your hand and pulled you out of the fire on the other side. Mm-hmm. Colin Wright's rad dude were, were big fans. He's been on the show several times. Him and his girlfriend. Yeah, I got really to finally cool. meet him in person. Yeah, he was so right cool. It's so cool. Well, and actually, and I'll give props to you too, Taylor, by speaking up, what like I didn't. I was so scared and so filled with shame with mine that I was just like, I'm going to disappear. I, I literally still thought I was talking about this with Joe at a show. Like I, it was so culty where I was like, by me not defending myself still makes me a better ally. Like I didn't want to say anything that would make me sound like I was trashing any women. So I just stayed quiet. And because my only fans were super woke people, everyone was just like, they got their marching orders and they bailed. So I didn't have backup. And then by me staying quiet, there was no one defending me. You know what I mean? Like Joe texted, a couple people texted, but for the most part, I just, I went dark and and just started teaching jiu-jitsu. And so when Taylor did speak up for herself, like that does go to show how powerful it can be when you really believe what you believe what you preach and also when you just go no i'm not going to take crap and i'm going to defend myself right away there are people who will back you up which is rad you know what like the best piece of evidence that the right is not a cult is that our good friends over at patriots.win routinely call me cuck in other words <laughs> but still but still word. routinely watch word. my content and then insult me over it fellow cu- cultists can still call you a cuck beware no they hate me um, <laughs> is, I don't know if that's the, true. The point is, they, they, they smack talk me, they smack talk Joe, they're like, these people are weak. But that right there shows they're sharing content outside of their circle. Right. They're sharing things that other people are saying, explaining why they think we're wrong and why that deserves to be called a cuck or whatever. And I made a point, I said, this actually shows they're not in a cult. Well, because I, they watch people they disagree with to learn what they're saying. The right. cult isolates you from everyone else. And ironically, by watching something that uh, they shouldn't be watching kind of makes them a cuck. What do you think about the term? Like self-imposed? Oh, term. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how it is. I, I literally, I yeah. refuse to accept that that wasn't funny. And I was like, I will sit <laughs> in this, I will sit in this <laughs> silence so <laughs> you guys figure out that I'm hilarious. This video is going to yeah. live on in perpetuity. <laughs> yeah. Well, how's, how's it so, since then? I mean, yeah. What happened exactly? Without because it's a, somewhat of a sensitive topic um, on on YouTube and things like that. But you were in a contest, and then it was someone that was a transgender woman who was a biological man competed in the contest mm-hmm. and won first place. That's right. I got second place. And then what what happened? Well, I didn't speak up about it right away because I didn't know how to handle it, and I didn't want to. I want to just enjoy the contest and skate like normal. And I tried to just be a good sport about it. But the more that I thought about it, the more I realized how unfair it was and how wrong it was. And I thought I should reach out to Red Bull. So I emailed Eric at Red Bull and it was, it was a polite email. I just said, Hey, I have some concerns about this being unfair. I'm not sure if you're the right person to talk to about it, but I'm sure you can direct me to the right person. And we'd emailed before. He'd always got back to me. It wasn't like I just like emailed customer service and, <laughs> and like hoped I would hear something. Hope that's in one of the cars with a big Red Bull can on top to pick you up. Right. Yeah. No, it was like the guy who was organizing all the stuff for, um, the contest after I had qualified in Michigan and he just never responded. So for a while, I just tried to ignore it and I had shared the story of what had happened with I'd say hundreds of skaters. 
because it had been like four or five months and everybody was just like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry that happened. And seeing everyone's reaction to it kind of validated the way I was feeling. And I started to feel really guilty for not speaking up because I had seen other women speak up in other sports. And I knew this happened in skateboarding more than just the one time it happened to me. It happened to me prior and I was seeing it happen in other contests too. So I felt guilty because I knew that being in second place and there having been money involved, this is the type of story people would listen to. And I did not expect it to blow up the way that it did. I thought it would cause some local outrage and at least get a conversation started since obviously emailing Red Bull wasn't a way to start a conversation about it. They did not want to have that conversation at all. But, um, yeah, it went viral. Do and you, Do you think that, um, like, moms are, like, behind you? Oh, like- I get messages from parents all the time. There are so many parents who are concerned about their kids and they have young kids and they're concerned that they're never going to get a fair opportunity in sport or might not even want to go try out for a team if they're to face this. You think there's any value to having like um, a league, a league where anyone can compete, men and women? This is ridiculous. For like money. an open league. No, no, no. An open league. That's not very. I that- I don't think that's like a ridiculous idea. I think that in some sports, perhaps it could work. But I don't think that it should be at the cost of the female division. I think it's important for there to be a female division. So why why aren't more people speaking out? Because they're scared because they saw what happened to me on the internet. But what? You got like a job and you're traveling. Yeah. Hello, people. Like the people who hate comment on my page. I don't know them. They don't affect my life at all. I've been traveling the world. I got a new job. I'm skating Literally as part of my job. Uh, Thank you, Tim. We got a bunch of skate projects. Well, so so full disclosure for people listening, you know, we want to do a skate shop. We want to do contests. We want to do community events. And I was just like, we need someone who's into that stuff to, like, help make that happen. So, you know, Taylor's going to be working on a lot of that stuff aside from just being in the vlog or whatever. You yeah, beat and Tim so, in a game of skate, is that? I, I beat Tim in a bunch of game of skate. But the thing is, is he'll only allow a camera in if he's already. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's not true. Yeah, yeah, so every time you see it on we video, I lose. Bull about that. <laughs> he'll, like, invite Nick down as soon as he's got me to <laughs> tee. Like, yeah, like, yeah. hold on, hold on, let me. Something I, like, I, I never invited anybody to a film or skating. But I really want people to understand that if you speak up about this, you will get support. There's yeah. a lot of people who support you, and there might be a bit of an attack on the internet at first. And depending on where you live, people in your community might treat you like garbage. But do you want to like sit around pretending that you agree with them, or would you rather stand up for what's right? Well, I can answer it's that. It's really hard for me to sit around and act like it was okay. I never saw you respond out of anger to people. I never saw you like demean other people. I've only heard you talk about it in that well, how you feel about what happened. From the beginning, I said I, I don't want people to go attack anyone. I think that the people who are responsible are the contest organizers who allow it to happen because the reality is all the athletes competing are just going by the rules. And I think that we just have to have an honest conversation about women deserving a fair space and what can we do to create a solution that everyone's happy with because what's happening now is not fair. And there's a lot of people who are upset about it. I wouldn't, my story wouldn't have blown up if there weren't people all over the world who are concerned about what's going to happen to women's sports if this continues. Well, Taylor, when you said you can sit around and ignore it, I was like, oh, that's what I did. Like, I remember when these, I would not consider myself by any means transphobic or anti-trans in the slightest. And I would actually, 
I would tell people on the left who don't want to speak up about these issues that you really should speak up about these issues because when an issue on the left gets pushed so far over the edge where we're talking about surgery to kids, where we're talking about um, women not being able to compete in sports, stuff like that, right? By not talking about it, what you're essentially doing is you're taking the most extreme version and now that's what people think all trans people are, right? All trans people are trying to, you know, uh, uh, cut off your kids' private parts and then take your girl's gold medal in track and field or whatever. And it's pushing more and more people to the right because I remember there would be stories about I think when I was still doing a progressive show is when Fallon Fox, the transgender MMA fighter, was just schooling women. Schooling. And I, uh, beating, beating the hell out of women. Breaking their skulls. Yeah. And I didn't want to cover it because I, I knew that I would get in trouble. But also as like an MMA fighter, I was like, I don't think this is right. And then I would feel bad because I'm like, but I'm just a, I'm just a straight cis guy. I can't comment on it. And we just creepy. And yeah. And we just wouldn't talk about it. And I I didn't want to talk about it. Yeah. And I felt bad not saying something. That thought right there that you would be like, this seems wrong, but then divert to, but I'm a straight white man. Well, yeah, man. I mean, when you're, first of all, and we can get, we can get vulnerable and not funny at all. Where one, like I have, crippling depression and anxiety and if i'm surrounded by and i'm sure a lot of people listening have felt this if you're surrounded by people who will belittle you because of those things of course you're gonna think that it's already a cult mentality on top of me hating myself and having imposter syndrome with whatever i do on top of the fact that yeah i am kind of like the enemy in that terrain if someone just goes you're speaking from privilege and my default is to be down on myself anyway. Of course, I'm going to be like, okay, I guess I just like shouldn't talk about it. This, this, is, this is the interesting thing here between the two of you is that Taylor looked into the fire and just decided one day to just jump through it. They grabbed you and threw you through it. They sure did. Yeah. And then I was like, <laughs> we're going to burn them on the fire. You're like, wait, it's not so much of a fire as I thought it would. They thought like they were putting you yeah, on the pyre. See, and you're like, wait, right. I can see through well, it. And I don't feel like it was so much a choice for me either because at a certain point, I felt like I had to do something. And I was well, really frustrated. But you still walked on your own. I was escorted. <laughs> what was the point? This man through the fire. What, what was the moment when you realized? I, well, I don't know. I think I felt, it's hard to say because I had a lot of friends who are very supportive of me, including like mentors who have been around throughout the years of me skateboarding and I just felt like I needed to do the right thing. And I knew that people would come after me. I knew that people would come after me for being Jewish, being in Israel. But also being in Israel, I felt really safe. I knew that there wasn't going to be an angry mob with pitchforks outside of my house. No one was going to attack me at the skate park. Although I did have the experience where the the guy I was renting from, the day after I went on Piers Morgan, he like asked me to leave. And I talked to him, and I think it was a misunderstanding, plus there was a language barrier. But um, that was kind of scary. I thought for a second I messed my life up. I'm never going to be able to stay anywhere. But you communicated with him and Everything resolved. was fine. Yeah, everything I, was totally I, fine I and we someone, were cool after. I had someone throw me in a skate park. Yeah, I haven't yeah. had that happen at all in real life. I get threats online all day, but I'm sure it could happen. 
That's very poignant that you mentioned that it, communication with the person that had misunderstood something they saw you in. Yeah, but was, I actually, I don't even know if he saw me or if he was just like, why is this woman bringing a camera crew into the place I'm renting to her? I'm not part of this. But everything was fine. And I've been, I've gotten only support in real life. Like, it's been the opposite of getting threatened at the skate park. I, like, go to a skate park in Indiana and everyone was high-fiving me, excited I was there. Well, and what's really cool about shows like this i think is that you know for a little while your only option if you were thrown into the fire by the left was to go full right wing and that's what i refused to do even when i was broke and in like a ratty apartment infested with fleas like i did not want to do that what's really cool about spaces like this is it you just feel safe you just feel safe to figure out how you feel and to evolve and to ask questions. And it doesn't mean suddenly, okay, now I'm alt-right. Oh, that didn't work? Okay, now I'm now I'm a Bernie bro. Oh, that didn't work? Okay, I'll be a centrist M. Um, you don't have to do that. You, All of us listening should be allowed to evolve opinions without being called a grifter, should be allowed to agree with a conservative thing here, a liberal thing here, a progressive thing here. Um without having to, like you were talking about before, Ian, subscribe to a, a team. Because for the most mm-hmm. part, if you find a team you line up with entirely on every single issue, you're probably lying, is what I found. Let's uh mm-hmm. let's jump to the story from Pink News. Oh, yeah. Because I think we're gonna see a lot of people decide they don't want to be associated with this group anymore. In uh what I would only describe as a hilarious cell phone. Oh my Pink News says anti LGBTQ groomer slur banned on Reddit in bid to tackle hate speech. Your move, Twitter. Uh-oh. Okay, let me just clarify. Uh oh. Reddit did not ban the term groomer. But the fact that that's what they think is happening and that the word groomer itself is just describing the LGBTQ community is a ridiculous and hilarious self own. They're calling themselves groomers when that's not what be, what's being implied. And the evidence for this is that there's also a smear against a group called Gays Against Groomers. Mm-hmm. And it is LGBTQ people who are like, we don't like what these, 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 these groomers are doing in our name. That sounds good. It's great. That sounds very because good. Because groomer as a word refers to people who are grooming kids. That's bad. Well, Pink news is trying to conflate the entirety of the LGBTQ com- uh, community uh, with gr- the groomers. And it's likely because, in my opinion, there are, there have been, there's been an attempt among, uh, uh, pedos to infiltrate and get the community to defend them. And it's starting to work. They tried LGBTP. That didn't work. Oof. They tried map. Didn't work. Groomer. All of a sudden, now these activists are coming out and defending groomers saying, Hey, stop making fun of us. And it's like us. What? Uh oh. Yeah, the love is love thing is not real. There's erotic love, and then there's storg, which is love of family. There's lots of different kinds of love. And there's pedophilia, which is not about loving, but abusing children. That's totally a different type of love, according to the Greeks, than like your love of family. Okay, so I'm trying to logically figure out why the left would do this. The only thing I can think of, is it because there are bad faith people who are homophobic, who are just starting to use the word groomer as sort of a new way just to call all gay people groomers. And again, I still disagree. I'm just trying to figure out why would you do this? Why would you want to associate yourself with the term groomer? Generally, no. Uh, There are probably some people who have. Yes. 
But in terms of what Grimmer actually refers to, it's like libs of TikTok pointing out teachers are going after kids. Right. Mm -hmm. They're referring to people secretly meeting with children and telling these things. (sighs) There may be some people who are saying that's a Grimmer and it's just a general blanket idea. But the idea behind Grimmer is specific to the individual targeting a child. This is exactly. so, So let me just say the rule that Reddit implemented was on one subreddit and it said don't refer to all gay people as groomers. That was the actual rule. Pink News then comes out and says they've completely banned the word because it's a slur against gay people and it's like well, not all groomers are evil. Like for instance, this is a very neutral take, the groom. When people get married, there's the man is now the groom. He's being groomed by the woman to be a father. Mm-hmm. We're not talking husband. about semantics. Parents groom their children to become young adults to become good people. Good parents do. But that's now not- when people are grooming them to do evil, that's a that's the kind of grooming that you got to watch out for. Ian is hashtag not all groomers. Not all right. groomers. Except groomer specifically is a verb that refers to a specific concept. In this lexicon, I understand, yeah. Right. So we don't we don't need to describe the differences between words. Like if I said, you know, would you go for a run? I'm not talking about putting a floppy disk in a computer. I'm talking about going and exercising and no one needs Touché. to understand that argument. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did try to run with Ian earlier. But keep it in mind as, the, as the conversation computer. evolves, keep that little tidbit in the back of your mind. Well, and this is exactly what was killing me about the you know the kid surgery when it comes to to trans rights where this is the same thing it's like guys is this the hill we want to die on because now people on the right are just seeing lgbt groups defending the word groomer and they're gonna go all right i don't want to be associated with that i want i want you to imagine this there's a skeevy, creepy-looking dude yeah. standing outside of a playground, looking at children mm-hmm. and licking his lips. Yep. And you go, hey, you get out of here, you you pedo. And then a bunch of gay people walk over and stand next to him and go, stop making fun of us. Right. And you go, wait, wait what? what? Right. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Well, that's what Pink News just did. And it's like, uh, my concern was with that guy targeting the kids. But not now, y'all. Yeah, I don't like the, the amalgamation of groups. Like a pedophilia is nothing to do with bisexuality, nope. gay, nope. transgender. Right. Transgenderism has nothing to do with gay at, at all. You can well, be a straight person that tra- transitions your gender. Yep. You don't have to be. Uh, so this this weird grouping together, maybe it's out of like a survival instinct or something. Is and I think it's doing more damage to a, the A hundred percent, dude. And how many gay people? We're probably livid when they saw this. Probably a lot. That's why there's and, a group called Gays Against Groomers. Yeah, and yeah. one also they probably don't want to speak out because it's like, oh, now am I going to get in trouble for for speaking out against groomers? Well, they don't even want to get involved. Right. It's not worth well, it. No, like they they're they're starting an organization. Look, Gays yeah, Against Groomers. And the funny thing is, they talk about how there's like the LGB movement. Have you guys heard of this? Right. Yeah. Because so there are people, particularly in I think the UK, and they say. What does a woman liking a woman, a man liking a man, or a man or woman liking both have to do with being gender dysphoric? Love it. That's So that's why there's been this LGB movement that said, that's totally different from what we do. Get this. A transgender person who is a trans lesbian, that means they're biologically male, transition to be a, a woman, and then marry a woman, they do not need any special laws made for them. Right. They could always... In, in 1990, those people could have gotten married. Gay people, lesbians and bisexual people had to actually get a legal right. That's why I understand fighting for, you know, the gay marriage. TQIAS2P plus or whatever. Don't. Now, in the instance a trans person was biologically male and wanted to marry a man because they were trans straight, they call it. 
then you needed a special law, but that's only half, right? Or I shouldn't say half, but that's not the entirety of the trans community. In which case, LGB all, 100% of those people needed provisions to change in government so they could get married. The trans community, not completely. Queer community, not completely. Uh, intersex, nothing at all. I mean, the issue there is there's a difference. And the cult is trying to amalgamate as many groups as possible. Like, you ever see the uh, image of the Muslim woman with the rainbow hijab or whatever? It's yeah. like a rainbow flag behind her. And I'm like, oh. that's strange. Or there's a, uh, there was a, um, I don't know if it was the L word or some show. They had a, uh, a lesbian Muslim woman mm. and it created huge outrage in the Muslim community around the world because mm. they were like, this is not acceptable. They're trying to take as many different groups and put them under one umbrella, even when they don't like each other. So I think it was in Birmingham in the UK, Muslims came out to protest the uh, the schools doing a, an LGBT curriculum. And they were they were calling the teachers like groomers and pedos and stuff and saying, we don't want our kids learning this. Our, ki- our kids are seven years old. They're too young for this. And then this, this guy goes, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for you. And they were like, we don't like you. It's very strange when they try and just lump everything together. Should I, we put an M in there? LGBTMQ? Muslims? Muslims? They put black people in yeah, the flag. black and brown people. I remember when I was, I remember when I was super woke and there'd be a story like that where it was like, Muslims are fighting with gay people. And I was like, I don't know whose side to take without getting in trouble. Right? Oh, this is terrible. What do I do? So no, then I just, <laughs> yeah, what do I do? Yeah. You make fun of yourself. That's probably what, That's what, lo- what comedians do. I'm looking forward to seeing the MCA flag, the Muslim Christian yeah. Uh, atheist a- flag. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's go. the American all, Abrahamic Alliance. All AAA. inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's, at some point, you got to represent yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Forget about what color it is because you, you're just a human and be your best and, and speak your mind. There you go. There are many gay people who don't like groomers. That's right. Mm-hmm. There should be. So, they shouldn't be controversial, you maniacs. Well, so this is why I say when someone comes out and says that groomer is a slur against all LGBTQ people. That's the pedo walking up to the, like, okay, let's do another analogy. Yeah. There's a creepy pedo guy looking at kids and looking at his lips. <laughs> and you say, hey, you pedo, you get away from those kids. Yeah. And he walks over to a group of gay people and goes, that guy's making fun of us. Right, right. And I, then they go, hey, don't make fun of us. I well, think that. I think an even more realistic analogy is like when a teacher starts talking to kids about things that aren't appropriate to discuss with kids. Mm-hmm. And telling them to keep it a secret from their parents. And then right. online, the woke folk defend it. Well, yeah, it's folk, messed up because they're yeah. using the badge of teacher to to hide behind. Because mm-hmm. if they did it at a public park, they'd get right. arrested. Especially if they oh, were hands li- down. Especially if they were licking their lips like all of Tim's pedos were in his ah. analogies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm using like Yo, look, an extreme example creepy. of like I mean, talking I didn't to a kid about anything. Let me just if if you go to one of these schools and take the book Gender Queer off the bookshelf and then walk up to a child, open it, and read it, you're going to prison. Yeah, I Isn't that weird guys when we were growing up. Maybe not you, Taylor. But we just no, probably feared our teachers. We didn't know <laughs> mm-hmm. anything. For all uh, I knew, my I English know. teacher lived in a shack. Okay. Like they just had these haunting yeah. backstories where you would kind of hear rumors about like maybe where they lived. If you ever saw them out in public, you would just like run in the other direction. At no point would my like grizzled shop teacher be like, so I was laying next to a man. Like he would have been arrested. <laughs> he would have been arrested. Um, I, I don't know about you, but we didn't have a whole lot of respect for our teachers. Ugh, I feared them, dude. Yeah. I yeah. mean, but I wasn't scared of my teachers, but I didn't know much about their personal lives. Right. Right. That's true too. 
The only the only thing I knew about one teacher was that she got married because her name changed. Oh, yeah, or like right. a teacher gets pregnant. Obviously, yeah, you're gonna know that. that. Yeah, and we were like, "Hey, look, teacher's pregnant." And then she like stopped. But she wasn't like, "You want to know what position we did huh, to conceive?" Yeah, no, like, no, no. Ten years old. No, the, 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 I'm so little. The ten year olds <laughs> would go, "What's a position?" Yeah. Just let me tell you. Ah, right. No. Yeah, let me draw it, and then Ugh. don't tell your parents. It's creepy. Dude. Yeah. Do you think so? Honestly, your opinion. Do you think that it is them being legit groomer, pedophile, blah, blah, blah? Or do you think some of them are just trying to show how progressive they are and make like a thing about it? No, some I, are some are groomers and some are trying to indoctrinate kids because they know they don't have any of their own. But also, regardless of the intention, it has the same effect. Oh, know? yeah. No, no, no. Neither answer was correct. They're both very bad, right, to be clear. Course, yeah. I'm just curious about what you guys thought. The left doesn't have kids. They have yours. Yeah. So mm-hmm. because they're not having kids, they're sterilizing their kids, and they're aborting their kids, this country is 20, 30 years away from being Christian conservative. Hardcore. And it's really crazy because this country went from, like, you know, obviously, you go way back in time, it's much more traditionalist. For obvious reasons, it's back in time. But there was rampant racism, literal slavery, and a lot and, and dowries and things yeah. like that. <laughs> and then over time, these things change, and there's 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 progress and liberalism. Obama's then, America. Then there used to be even with the First Amendment, you couldn't swear. Yeah. Even with the First Amendment, you couldn't say naughty words. Yeah. You couldn't wear certain clothes. And then we became very liberal, but then we became so liberal that. Liberals started killing their own children. <laughs> Went too far in one direction, and that's going to result in a flow back in the other direction. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to get more conservatives. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be Christian though, because like what you're saying earlier, Jamie, about like you you got excised from the left, but it, you didn't want to go full right. Like no. you just wouldn't let yourself. Like people aren't just going to say, "Okay, now I believe that cult." Like some people, well, they might, will. Some people might, <laughs> yeah. but people in reality don't want to be in a cult. Well, and what's what's so insidious about people on the left is they they ha- will and have said that i already have that i'm already a right-wing grifter mm. and whatever and you guys have actually had conversations with me and it's like no man i just ask questions and i'm friends with people who don't share my exact worldview and i'm pretty happy i'll see like some people they're like getting disenfranchised with reality and you know when, when things can start to go haywire like if you ever see the stand you know people become religious but then they're like you know what yeah, now I believe in Jesus. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Dude, right. This is like a lifelong ex- exploration. You don't yeah. like get traumatized and then all of a sudden now you have a new religion. You know, so th- this is this is actually interesting. I pulled up the stats. And if you simplify the stats on is the United States becoming more Christian, they say no, because the country is 75% Christian now, but by 2050, it'll be 63%. And you look at it, it's actually a 20 million uh, uh, individual increase. So there will be a, a massive increase in the number of Christians in this country. However, there's going to be, they say, a larger increase in non-Christians. There's going to be about uh, 90 or so million new population, of which only 20 million are Christians, reducing the overall percentage. Yeah. Where are those non-Christians coming from mm. if non-Christians abort their kids? Well, you- we're seeing about a million people per year coming from illegal immigration. Or more. So I wonder if that's the issue. However, many people coming from Latin American countries are also Christian, so I don't yeah. understand their numbers. My my belief, and I don't know if it answers your question, is that it's 
religion's getting fun. Now that we can see cosmic microwave background radiation, we're like, whoa, is God actually quantifiable? Like, this is an opportunity for a generation to have a non-organized, just a kind of a belief structure about the essence of reality. It, it is much more fun. It is much more fun to where the majority of people who have found God at a later age, it's not, but that I've met, it's not, oh, I went to jail or, oh, I was raised going to church. It's like, well, I did DMT. And you're like, yeah, there it is, man. <laughs> I think there's a lot of secular people, too, who have similar values as Christians in some ways without believing all the religious stuff. Yeah, right. our country is based on, on the tenets mm-hmm. of Christianity, so it's through most people in the society. Yeah. Yeah, we, we, we talk about this quite a bit, that yeah. um, the, the atheists of the 90s, 2000s, 2010s don't realize they completely operate <laughs> on a Christian moral framework, mm-hmm. but it's because they don't know anything about Christianity. They think that their morality is inherent to them. Because another issue, they've probably never traveled to other countries that don't have those moral frameworks. Yeah, I mean, I kind of to what Taylor was saying, you know, I know for me, I think there are a lot of people in my generation, especially that, you know, you'd say uh, I'm spiritual, but not religious. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they saw what happened with the Catholic Church or they were raised religious and they rebelled against their parents. But they never really let go of spirituality or they never became a full-fledged atheist. And one of the things that I always sort of secretly admired about conservatives is when you looked at their words about what they stood for, it was like family values, God, hard work. And I was like, why are we against those that things? Sounds good, right? That sounds great. Yeah. Like, why was the left like, what were our words? It was like, weed. Uh, b- b- gentrification like it was just a bummer right <laughs> yeah. and now i think that because the left has gone so far uh cuckoo bananas i think that a lot of people a lot of secular people who you know ran out of richard dawkins books to read i think a lot of people are kind of craving that morality or those family values that are predominantly seen on the right or within some kind of religious framework I think that's normal too as you get older. Yeah, is it because we're closer to, to death and it's like, like hey, more? just in case I'm wrong? Well, you also you <laughs> got more I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna start praying. <laughs> I, I think it. Um, you know, Dennis Prager brought up a really great point. He says, "What does he call it? Cut flower." Yeah, cut, cut flower culture. Culture is that what he called that's it? That's what he called it. Yeah, so you have a flower; it's beautiful. You cut it from its roots, and it stays beautiful, but eventually withers and dies. And that's what I think is happening. You had a period where, well, I mean, for a long time, this country was like 100% Christian, basically. Right, right. And that had a lot of bad things about it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, culturally, there was a lot of, uh, is rigid, very rigid, like, you know, George Carlin getting arrested for swearing and stuff right, like that. Right, right. Then eventually you get some atheism, but it's still based on moral values from Christians. So they start saying things like, I don't think God's real. But I still agree the innocent should not be prosecuted for crimes they may not have committed unless it's proven beyond a reasonable doubt. And then you're like, where does that come from? And they don't know because they didn't study the Bible and they didn't learn about the history of Blackstone's formulation and where it came from and all the stuff. And then you realize like, hey, wait a minute. China doesn't have that. Mm. Like in China, they just lock you up and they torture you if you oppose the government. Now, that's communism. You know, that's not the traditional Chinese values. But the point is those people are not raised with the same moral values we have. Interesting. Now we're starting to see what happens when the atheist children of parents who don't know where their values come from raise children and they don't know how to, to trade, to, to bring those values to those kids. And those kids are, you know, the, the current millennial generation. Well, and my parents did it right, man, where I wasn't raised religious. My dad is a Jew 
and my mom is Christian-ish, and we didn't go to church, and we didn't go to synagogue, but we celebrated Passover and Hanukkah and Christmas, and, you know, they would always tell us about our, our, our relatives and our ancestors and all this stuff, but they believed in God and believed in the framework of just being a good person. And so they didn't raise us anti-religious. You know what I mean? Like we didn't go to church. We didn't get burnt out on that, but it was still, Hey, be a good person. We're not alone. We don't know, but we're not alone. And I think that's why I never could go that like full throttle, hateful atheist who just spends all day on, you know, Reddit calling religious people dumb. I think that's why I still always sought out something because you don't know you can't be if you say you're an atheist you you're just as fundamentalist like even when i thought i was an atheist i called myself agnostic because i don't know if i called myself an atheist and god came crashing down to the ceiling and was like i'm real i wouldn't be like no i've read sam harris i'd be like all right man i guess i was wrong which makes me agnostic what's funny is um looking at these polls about the future of christianity I wonder how they make the determination because you can't predict culture. If you could make your investments now, you'll be rich. I think they underestimate the cultural shift that DMT particularly will bring up, bring upon hmm. atheists. Yeah, it's yeah. possible. For real, dude. Christianity is going to reform into like, cause the idea of Christ is like the anointed one and Jesus just happened to be the Christ of that time. He was anointed by God, but we can all be anointed by God. I believe that anyway, that it's flowing through us all. Yeah. Me too. Well, I mean, I uh, I made that DMT thing as kind of a joke, but I, I, am I allowed to talk about uh, me doing drugs on YouTube? Hell yeah! Well, we talk about yeah. DMT all the time. We just yeah. don't add. You're not supposed to do drugs yeah, yeah. on YouTube. I, I had a terrible <laughs> experience where I found God. Um, I no, I I uh, my during COVID or right before lockdown, my cat died and my girlfriend mm-hmm. left in the same week and it was awful and i was infinitely more upset about the cat than the girl because he was the best oh and she would like see me she would see me crying and be like don't worry we'll still be friends and i was like oh i'm crying about the cat but i'd be like yeah yeah yeah, we'll we'll still be friends (laughs) and so over valentine's day it was my first valentine's day i'd ever spent alone Mm -hmm. i was like i'm gonna take mushrooms for the first time since high school and everyone was like that is the worst idea i've ever heard And they're like, you're going to be alone on Valentine's Day. And guess what? I wasn't alone. I was with everyone and God. And I, for the longest time, I considered myself agnostic. I considered, but people have these experiences. People on their deathbed, again, when they are given by medical professionals, there are doctors who do this. Um, People on their deathbed who are so scared of death, they are with a doctor, with a professional, given psilocybin. And they no longer fear death. They do see something. It does open something up in you. Um, what if, like, right before people die, we just blasted them with DMT? It would be the best. Like, like when you, yes. they, they say when yes. you die, <laughs> yes. your brain releases DMT, mm-hmm. right? Like a ton of it. Mm-hmm. What if they were just like tenfold, baby, intravenous yeah. <laughs> drip? I'm putting Boom. that in my will. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> we're all putting go. that in our yeah, wills. Yo, I think you should. I be want like, that in my employment contract here. Right? Right? I, I think when you're like certifiably like about to die, you should be able to just. Like, yeah, right to choose, I think. Is that what they call? Well, yeah. look, they're, right to try. Right to try. Yeah. Is like, if you're dying, you can try a drug. I'm saying no. Like, if the doctor's like, you got an hour left, yeah. you should be able to be <laughs> like, I can have any drug I want. Cause I'm yeah, gonna- it's like a prisoner's last meal before execution. They just give you a list, which is like acid, psilocybin, DMT, mescaline. It's like, yeah, man. And you decide like weeks before, like, hey, if the moment comes, yeah. 
and then I turn the light green by like, oh, yeah. whatever I'm able to do. You oh, could do yeah. it like an ice cream shop. You could be like, can I do half DMT, half psilocybin? They could be like, yeah, buddy. It's your special day. Your party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they monitor your heart rate, yeah. yep. monitor your brain waves or whatever. And they're like, well, you, someone's like, give me the full blast of all of, you know, Ooh. of acid, DMT, yeah. and psilocybin. Give me the Joe Rogan treatment there is what go. they call that. <laughs> I saw Rogan's. Oh, broken punch. Alexandra <laughs> Cortez uh, tweeted out last week that she had somehow included in the NDAA uh, something about legalizing psilocybin and MDMA for pay- for people to like patients and stuff. Yeah, and I got mixed. Wait, did feelings. she really do that? Yeah, it's on Twitter at least last week. I think. That well, is going to become happy, you know? more and more popular. I mean, look, man, these politicians, the second they see money is behind it, you know, Tim Ferriss, a lot of guys like that in sort of like the tech self-help podcast world have done a great job about talking about psilocybin for PTSD, for depression, for all this stuff. And there's a new uh, – Michael Pollan has been great. There's a new documentary on Netflix that comes out this month all about the medicinal uses of psilocybin by Michael Pollan who – his book is called – I think it was the number one bestseller, How to Change Your Mind, was his book all about um, psychedelics. And there is going to be a real movement for once politicians see that there is money behind it. We saw it with weed legalization. Mm -hmm. Suddenly, they're all going to be little Jerry Garcias, and they're all going to be like, yeah, man, like I'm totally for it. Yeah, I think that a fear of psychedelics is that it can make people so radical that they'll flip the system on its head. That I want. But the system is breaking so hard right now that we need to shake it, and people will see there is money involved. We can fix and save our economy with, with creativity. I got an idea for like a short film Yeah, where it's like a dude who does DMT, and they say you blast off, right? Mm. You like perceive another dimension or something, yeah. but you're still tethered to your body. So you like come out of your body and you're to the dimension, but then you snap back once it wears off, right? But then eventually when he's blasting off, he's like something happens with an earthquake or whatever and like his house falls down and he dies separating himself from his body and now he's trapped in like the machine <laughs> elf world because there's no way to go back because normally when you die like your body is there and it doesn't go there but now you're here and then when you're trapped yeah so the way the spirit detaches from the body because of the dmt infusion it's spinning maybe differently than the than a spirit that is detached without the dmt you know, like, yeah. what is a spirit? We think of it as like a magnetic, I think of it as sometimes magnetic field, but there's more to it. It's like, gets smaller than that. You see these spinners, these subatomic billions and trillions of spinning black protons around black holes and things. And like, why are they spinning that way? That could be altered, or at least that'd be a fun. I volunteer as tribute. I'll do it. Let's, let's make some films, make some short films. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to it. Uh, but we'll read your super chats for now. Yeah, let's nice. go. If you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, Share this show with your friends if you like it, and head over to TimCast.com and become a member. Why? We're going to be launching a bunch of shows behind the paywall. Oh, man. Uh, I hate saying behind the paywall. We're, we're going to be doing basically what every other service does. You know, Ten bucks a month, you get to watch all the shows we make. We're going to make a bunch of shows. We've got Tales from the Inverted World. We've got uh, uh, TimCast Uncensored after our show. We're going to have that episode of this show, Uncensored Conversation, going up at about 11 p.m. tonight. And we're launching other shows. We've got a couple comedy specials we're preparing. Get excited. We've got uh, documentaries we're preparing. A lot of work's going to happen. And maybe within the next few months, we'll slowly, slowly start rolling out more and more and, and upping the quality. But the most important thing, when you sign up at TimCast.com, we are now using Parallel Economy. Uh, Dan Bongino's on their front page. I, th- I think he's like their spokesperson or involved. I'm not entirely sure his position. But this is an alternative censorship-resistant platform. So... If you, like, we got rid of PayPal. PayPal is no longer on the site. 
If you are a member and you use PayPal, nothing will change. There is no simple way. Um, I'm not entirely sure what, what happens. I think for some people, if you are using PayPal, it might start slowly just flipping you to parallel economy automatically, like the next month or something. I'm not entirely sure. I don't know if canceling and resigning up is the right thing to do because it might just end up charging you again. So then like if you're like 10 days into a month, you'll get charged another 10 bucks right away. I don't know if, if you know specifically or anything. Yeah, this is actually a question I just got. It said, I'm not sure who I use to subscribe, but I assume I'll get an email if I need to do something to keep my subscription going. Not sure. Look, hey, let me tell you, our website's fairly janky. <laughs> yeah, we're pretty janky. Worst comes to worst, you gave one time, you gave us 20 bucks to yeah. make the content you love. That's, that's yeah, if, 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 look, I'll put it this way too. So whenever you do a transaction, right? PayPal takes a cut, Visa, MasterCard, they get their cut or whatever. When you sign up with Parallel Economy, Parallel Economy gets a cut. You want this awesome? I don't like the idea that having PayPal on the website meant that you guys were funding PayPal. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes that. Right. And so we've been working very, very hard to get this up and running. We finally did. It was going to be last week. Then it got delayed. There were some errors. Now it's up. There's probably going to be some bugs. But I'm really excited that when you sign up for TimCast.com, the overwhelming majority of the money goes to TimCast.com. And then a tiny portion of the transaction goes to Parallel Economy, which is building a payment system that we can use that won't censor us for BS reasons. Because if you go on Twitter, you're going to see that PayPal bans people arbitrarily. Yeah, There's still a risk because the overwhelming majority of the people who are signed up use PayPal. And if PayPal gets mad at us for smack talking them, then maybe they cause serious issues for us. So sign up. Use parallel economy, and then that's it, baby. Worst worst case scenario, YouTube doesn't like what we have to say. We use Rumble, whatever. We'll, we're using them for all of our behind-the-scenes video player and stuff, and we're using parallel economy for memberships. It's going to come to a point where we're going to have uh, this entire streaming platform with numerous shows, with a massive staff of thousands of people, bigger than Disney, and we will be setting – We'll be setting the cycle. We'll be telling these big companies they can't control us. Yep. Let's read your super chats. Smash that like button. Let's see what you got. Otherwise, I'll just keep ranting about why I'm so excited about Parallel Economy. <laughs> That's great. All right. Smoothie Card says, Tim, my wife and I started a business called Smoothie Cards to teach people about nutrition. And we're cool. selling them on Amazon now. It's been lots of fun seeing you guys get on the health train. Keep it the good work. I'll look that up. Absolutely. Health nutrition great. is so important, especially for mental health, nutrition and working out. And somehow the left became the party of like during COVID, like we're against going outdoors and working out. And it drove so many of my jujitsu friends away from it. It is huge. I was depressed this weekend. I made myself eat healthy and work out and I was better. Yes, That's right. Very much helps. All right. 3QH says, hey, Tim, I agree. We have to make culture to win the culture war. My MAGA band drops red-pilled music here, and I started a show at Red Pill Fight Club. Very, very cool. Mirik Schlong says, Tim, can you bring MTG back on and ask her why she voted against expanding VA benefits for GWOT vets who were affected by burn pits, please? (laughs) I support her, but the issue affects me directly, and I want to know the details behind it. Why? No, I got to be honest. She's going to have a reason. I guarantee it. When you, when, when you look at, like, look, we can talk about her tweets and her Facebook posts and roll her eyes, but what'll end up, she'll end up, like Thomas Massey had this. Right. He voted, he voted no on something, he's like the only one, and everyone's like, whoa, wait a minute, and then he immediately comes out on Twitter and's like, this is exactly what happened, and you go, oh. You go like, here was the other thing that they inserted in the bill that has nothing to do with the bill. Yep. Ricardo Santos says, Tim, have legal man from the Quash podcast. He's a lawyer destroying the illusion of constitutional republic and promoting decentralized systems. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. I like the idea. 
Red Ghost says, drink a shot for every mention of Civil War, Trump, and cult. I said Civil War once just now when I read that and twice just now when I said it again, mm-hmm. <laughs> referencing that I, that I said it. Well, um, a few times. So twice. Yeah. And, um, we said cult several times. Yeah, several times. Yeah, I got that one on Today lock. was a big cult show, but that was, that was cause, yep. uh, that was cause of my past. So okay. I take the blame. <laughs> Jamie will take all the shots. Yeah. Right. <laughs> there we go. I'm no. very drunk. No. <laughs> I have not drank at all. Mm. All right. Steve South, how can existing Timcast members switch from PayPal to Parallel Economy? Do we have to cancel and sign up again? Um, so for those that didn't hear it, I did just mention it. No, I don't think so. Let, let give me, uh, let me circle back with the team. I'll circle back and we'll figure <laughs> out. I think next month it might automatically just transport you over. I'm not sure. If not, and you just want to support us and make sure, you can cancel and re-sign up or something that might not be a good idea. I don't know. It might be burdensome on our end, but I'm not entirely sure. It may be cool. It would, it would probably end up giving us a little bit extra money because you, you know, so let me, let me circle back to make sure. Cause I don't want people to have to spend extra money for something they've already paid for. Tim Jake says, I worked the DOD space mission for 27 years. The level of ignorance your Friday guest displayed concerning how things operate in space was absolutely mind numbing. That's Alex. Uh-huh. Uh, he was trolling you guys. He's He said at the beginning, in the middle of the episode, he loves Andy Kaufman. He said, I don't trust the government. Oh. And then he immediately started saying, but Barack Obama said it was real. So just rewatch it and thinking maybe he's trolling. Yeah, he might be trolling you. He's a brilliant Definitely genius. Possible. He's a maniac. Uh-huh. Andy yeah. Kaufman's a genius. Yeah. Yeah, too. yeah, He might have been trolling you. But yeah, it was still fun anyway to have like That's a moon debate. landing yeah, debate. Oh, so good. We never get to debate that. I would love to actually debate Joe on that because I don't know if he's still like, did, wasn't he like a big moon landing denier? I, I believe was. there was a phase. I think he went back on it, but I'm not sure. And yeah. the, the, it's Alex Stein. In case you're wondering who we're talking about, look at the Alex Stein episode from Friday. I just, just want to like say like when people are like, you can't go through the Van Allen radiation belt. It's like you can just, you know, if they don't care about you, you can jump through the fire. Yeah. Like, yo. The, the government doesn't care about you. Like, oh yeah, if, they test on if, if, right. If they wanted to go to the moon, they'd be like, sure, it's safe, no problem. Yeah. Let's and then uh, put some poor people the, in that shuttle first. I'm sure the astronauts, astronauts said, sign like whatever happens happens. They said they were plus. seeing stars and sparkles in their eyes. That's when radiation is bombarding your optic oh, nerve. <laughs> so it's like, oh boy, uh, <laughs> that's bad news. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I read about that, and I was reading some conspiracy about it, and then I read that statement where they were like, it was it was amazing seeing, like, the flashes, and I was like, Uh-oh. I think Boy. you guys are getting blasted, man. You guys ever see stars? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get hit the in the head one time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, they're, they have stars. That was a good Stars? One. No, no, I mean, like, get hit in the head or just see, like, a bunch of stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like on a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Once. Yeah. That's it was good. like a cartoon. All right. Steve Bordlemay says, hey, Tim, these documentaries you keep talking about, will you have them on Blu-ray or DVD on your website when you're done? Also, I would do mushrooms with the graphene guru anytime. I know he'll keep the spiders away. I don't think we have a plan for like Blu-ray DVD. I mean, maybe we'll put them up on Amazon or something. But uh, they're very preliminary right now. We've got some work being done on a Federal Reserve documentary talking about like how it started, what it currently does, and what proposed solutions to the problems are. I'm excited for that. It'll probably be on the website. I'm very excited. Also, for it. if psilocybin is involved, I would advise fasting. I'm not a shaman, but just the- I would advise set and setting. Um, which is, you know, don't go do it and go to like Hooters. Um, I, I would be introspective about it. I would do it with someone who knows what they were doing. I would put on good music. I would be out in nature somewhere safe. I would not be in a car or anything like that. 
Triton54 says, Taylor, Cast Castle has been on point the past two episodes. Glad to see you found a home at TimCast. Great to see your creativity on screen. The vlog is really top-notch. Long live Chicken Ian. Thanks for your support. I have a lot of fun filming for the vlog. I'm excited that we're going to have a little bit more freedom to say whatever we want, too, now that it's going to be on TimCast.com. Oh. Oh. Oh, I guess that the announcements have already been made. <laughs> Wait, I thought you already were. S- no, did you didn't I? That. Oh, no. oh no! Let's let's run with this. So what's happening? <laughs> Wait, did I just spill the beans? <laughs> did I just let resident, resident oh, I'm sorry. Tom oh my gosh! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I was mad at you for getting all the credit for the vlog, and that person didn't even mention me. I now thought, <laughs> okay, to be fair, someone told me earlier that you mentioned it in a segment earlier today. I I didn't realize the that. telephone. Works I mean, we can weird. Just. So what's happening? I'm sorry. Um, we are going to be, well, you know, I'll, I'll keep it simple because we have an episode, like we have a, a full explanation. Yeah, tune in tomorrow. tomorrow. <laughs> for, at youtube.com <laughs> yeah. slash Cast Castle. Full explainer. Uh, but we're basically increasing production, yes. increasing quality, but reducing frequency. And, uh, simple version is we're going to try and like scale this up for a weekly, a weekly sitcom slash vlog, kind of like it is, but the concern we've had is that it's a little rough around the edges. People have really liked the, the way the direction it's been going, but it's kind of like, we know it's a bit amateurish. So we were like, well, maybe we should stop trying to treat it like a, like a mix between what, what YouTube was with Jake Paul and what 30 Rock was and just go for it as a weekly, but try and we'll, we'll have like real elements that are fun. Like when we, Taylor and I played skate, it was just mm-hmm. us hanging out and it was kind of fun and funny. People really No, that was it. fake when he beat me in skate. We <laughs> had to stage <laughs> that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. In every game. But yeah, I think making it a show. I feel incredibly embarrassed for telling the news. I didn't realize. The tip of the spear. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're going to run, we're going to run with it and we're going to use it, uh, to promote, which is the, the comments we've gotten have been so cool because what we were trying was something Super weird and different. And the, the, the hardcore fans who write me on Twitter about it every day, who reference the, you know, literally I've had people in the street come up to me and be like, guns! Like, because of me and Tim's one bit about it. That's exactly the kind of community we want to build. And by putting it, by making it on our own terms and not YouTube's, we just get to make it edgier. And we get to talk about whatever we, we- want. We wrote some really funny jokes we can't do on YouTube. No. And they're not offensive jokes. No. They're like vaccine oh. stuff. Oh, yeah. And like that kind of conversations are like Trump and it's like, okay, YouTube won't allow that. Or if they, if, if we do it, they'll flag us, they'll knock us down. I've already written a vaccine and Hunter Biden joke into the pilot. I know. Oh and it's God. like, and I'm so excited. <laughs> oh it's going to be like, obviously we still want to avoid swearing. Mm-hmm. We want like the like the, the jokes we had that YouTube won't allow. They're not raunchy and they're not they're not like hate speech or anything like that. Like they don't offend like they don't offend anybody. But YouTube's delicate sensibilities in the World Health Organization and the Democrats and it's just stupid. But the the, the channel will still exist. But it will. I'll, I'll tell you another thing that happened. We did a Chicken Ian cartoon yeah. and it gets like sixty thousand views. And I'm like, it's because a singular bit is easy to share and it's fun to watch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we need to have those who want to watch a full show, who want to, you know, pay to watch a full show, support it because otherwise it's too expensive. And then we want to do bits that do better on the YouTube channel to be shared. Yes. So I, I don't want to get too much more into it. It's the, all exciting. But It'll, the, the full ex- explain, explainer where we're all talking about it is up tomorrow at youtube.com slash castcastle. Right. Oh. And, um, oops, but back to that comment, <laughs> anyway. I, I do feel very welcome here and I'm grateful to be here and, 
I I feel like I got lucky having been canceled and it all worked out for me. Yeah, there you go. I couldn't have ended up any place better, honestly. It's really communication is key. It's yeah. the beginning of great, great things. All mm-hmm. right, let's see. Uh Jerkoff Juggernaut says, I tried to make a point between Lauren Southern and Milo, and YouTube didn't want it. And I said, nothing bad. Just watch her latest video. Oh, I, I saw part of that. Did you guys know what's, what's her video? She did like a three-hour expose on her experience being on the right and about it's not all unicorns and rainbows. Like, mm, people are dirty that. in every area you go. And let me tell you my experience. It's Dude, every crazy. time I go to a new place, so far, this has been fine over here. But I remember, you know, I, like, I dropped out of high school. And I was like, everyone's so mean. And then my first retail job was with a bunch of, like, housewives. And I'm oh, like, oh, oh they're doing the same stuff. And then I was like, okay, comedy. They're a bunch of artists. And I'm like, no, they're gossipy oh. monsters, too. And then I'm like, I'll go back to music. And it's like, the bottom line is you just have to be as good of a person as possible and be true to yourself and find your tribe and find your people. Because, man, there are trash monsters in every facet of life. And you just got to find the good ones. All right. Kevin D says, the tweet is hilarious. What are you guys talking about? The left has lost its <laughs> oh, mind. Yeah. Time to start treating them as such. MTGFTW. Oh, that's <laughs> Well, that tweet. No, look, look. Like I said, a lot of people are going to absolutely love MTG's tweet. I'll tell you my perspective. I'm reading the tweet again. I <laughs> I try to de-escalate, right? Yep. And so when I see tweets like that or I see like Alex Stein, my initial reaction is like, let's try and yes, simmer same. things down. But I also feel like I don't know if that matters anymore. It matters. It's It matters that we push the envelope and that we acknowledge when we do. Maybe. Well, I, th- I also I think, think like you can't st- you can't you can't give up because I think that's the reason you have reasonable people who tweet me and the audience you have is because you can admit when something is funny, you can admit when something's extreme like you not being beholden to that I think is a good thing. Yeah, I actually when we had Alex Stein on a Friday cuz he had said big booty Latina at a AOC yeah. and I was like, yeah, like what what right does she really even have to be upset with someone harass like, or I was like, people really shouldn't be harassing our senators on the steps of the of the building. And he was like, right. actually, yeah, they sh- yeah they should, or whatever. He whatever happened, he defended. Her. They should be confronting. Him. I was like, she shouldn't have the right to like yell out, "Hey, be upset about that." And he's like, yeah, she should have the right to do that. Yeah, mm-hmm. Be upset with what I did. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Okay, actually, yeah, that's all right. The one free man says Chase Bank canceled my accounts without warning. Not frozen. What? Wife stranded 120 miles away. No food or gas. Couldn't pay employees. Over a week to fix, no access to hundreds of thousands. Whoa. Oh the livelihoods of over here. 20 people, still no answer or reason. That's Weird. Insane. Scary social credit score future. Oh, oh my gosh. It's, it's coming. Parallel economy. Yes. Parallel economy. Yes. <laughs> All right. Eric Wallen says, the height study needs a follow-up. Lefties scored low in purity as well, but if you lived through the pandemic, you saw a massive authoritarian purity signal from the left. Mm. Yeah. That would be interesting. I don't know how you 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 track for that, but that would be interesting. All right, Curtis C says, "With enough faith, we can walk through the fire completely unscathed, mm-hmm. just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego." Oh, who's that? Those are the guys in the story of Daniel, and they talk about how they went into the fire and God saved them. And the king looked. The king who threw them into the fire looked in and saw them just standing there. Praising God. It was really an interesting. Wow. Did homie in the Bible get me too as well? I know, right? Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And the Lord saith, this me too is BS. <laughs> I stand for not 
Jezebel.com if he's not new this. <laughs> it's like, it's actually in there. It's like, no one's ever read this page before. Crazy. It's one page. Everyone's coming. Yeah. yeah. Michael Calderon says, shout out to the IRL billboard on Halstead and Chicago Ooh. Avenue. Any hey. thought on making a Spanish version or dubbed version of your shows? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. It's still there. Ooh, I don't know. Well, you know, like sometimes they put up billboards and then never take them down. Yeah. I wonder <gasps> if they did that too. They just became a forever billboard. Yeah. That yeah. rules. Like, I love it. What the, 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 the company is really trying to get us to Times Square stuff again and I want to, but yo, it's expensive. Can do like it. we got a deal, I guess, cause I, it was like, it was like the end of COVID. And so the, the, the deal we got was like, okay, yeah, we could do this. And now it's like, here's the next one. And I'm like, ooh, no way. If we have something to promote. Well, I mean, we can always promote this show, but we got to figure it out. We're doing ads on Facebook and Instagram right now. I was going to, and, and I think I just submitted, I've been trying to get ads on Spotify forever, but Spotify has rejected every single one for some reason. <laughs> That's Awful. weird. The first, it was like, you're not allowed to promote other platforms. And I was like, oh, okay. Then, so I, I changed it uh, and t- changed the audio and they were like, you're not allowed to promote other platforms. And I was like, what? Pl- my website? I can't do an ad for a web. Okay. So I took it out. And then there's like the picture had something in it and it's like, They're okay. like, bro, we're getting so many letters about Rogan. Can you just let us just take a break? <laughs> it's just yeah. crazy. It's like, I'm going to pay you to promote your platform, I guess. Right, Whatever. right. Whatever. They're so gross, all these But um, I, I want to do Reddit ads too, but Reddit's really weird and confusing. We should do Rumble ads. Yeah. Yeah. But to get p- people to go to the website. Just like front, top, front, and center on Rumble for like a week or two weeks or something. Happens, yeah. yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. All right, David A. says, Do not try and walk through the fire. That's impossible. Instead, only try to realize the truth. There is no fire. Ooh. Then you'll see that it's not the fire that burns, only your enemy. Whoa! Oh, that's wow. That's the Matrix. Interesting. Yes, I don't remember Matrix. that. It's been a long he says, time. Yes. You cannot bend the spoon. That's impossible. Instead, you have to realize the truth. Spoon there is no spoon. There is no spoon. There is no spoon. All right. Uh, Ona Comey says, have you seen Tom Fitton's Twitter post about Congress pushing new marriage legislation, including group marriages or any kind of marriage legalized by any state? Any kind, huh? Like sister yeah. wife stuff? Ooh, interesting. Sister up. wives? What is it? Like when someone has multiple wives. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like she, uh, she means uh, sexy. That's the word she was looking for. What? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sister wives, huh? All right. What do we got here? DeBronx says, can people who advocate for sex changes of children still complain about clitorectomy among young girls in Muslim countries? They no, they can't. They're not. Nope. Wow. I've never heard that. I mean, the Orville did an episode this season about detransitioning a kid, and the bad guy was the one who wanted the kid transitioned. It was kind of like, I think they were trying to play it both ways somehow, yeah. but like the gist of the story is they transitioned a baby. Because that was normal in their culture. And then when the kid grew up and said, this is not right, I don't want to be this way, they reversed it. But the the tradition on the planet was to trans your kids. So they were like, you're backwards, your traditions, you need to abandon them. And I was like, Seth MacFarlane basically made the traditionalists the one who want to transgender their kids. It was like, it was weird. Wild. Yeah. It was wild. Hmm. Yep. And I I don't, I don't know. I don't, like, it certainly was not woke. Huh. I wish I had, could understand the way his mind works for 
seven seconds or something. Hmm. Yeah, in, in the end, the, it's a little girl who is transitioned to be a boy and then doesn't want it. And it's like, this doesn't feel right. And then they were like, no, you can't do it. And they have to violate regulations to undo the surgery or whatever. And it's like, and then they do. And then the uh, traditionalist, the, the alien race, they're all male. So that's why they force trans their kids. So the one's like, this is wrong. And he leaves. And then he's like, why can't you give up your backwards transition traditions or whatever? I, Seth MacFarlane's like, let's take an idea. Now that idea is a hammer. And here's another idea. This idea is a nail. Now the whole room's on fire. Yeah. And, and you're like, oh, what's happening, <laughs> Seth? <laughs> In all seriousness, though, the stories of detransitioners are really tragic. And then a lot of times they don't get much support. They get banned. Negative support. Yeah. Yep. All right. Frankie Perez says, Tim, my wife and I love your show. It would be wicked to have Isaac Butterfield on the show. He's an Australian YouTube commentator on society that would be fun to watch on this platform. Oh, is he stateside? Well, I don't know. Yeah, look him up. Otherwise, I don't know how you get him out there. Yeah, it's hard. To the United States. Yes. Yeah. difficile. All right. Let's see what we got here. Let's grab the super chat. David C. Cronk Sr. says, I never hear Ian call Islam a cult. Islam is a cult. There he is. Oh, there, there, is. there he is. There <laughs> As are all religions. <laughs> Judo Eagles says a Christian couple doesn't guarantee a Christian child. Of course. So what happened to that Christian couple that they did not transfer their values to their children? Well, typically what I've seen happen with Christianity is that kids who are born into it tend to gravitate away from it. But then if their parents taught them critical thinking and reasoning, they come around to some form of faith. That's exactly what happened with me and a lot of my peers. We weren't just Christian. We were raised homeschooled as well. Mm. So we had like a serious layer of what we felt was bigotry for a long time. And then we came back around. But um, Jewish couples, like religious Jews, tend to have their, their kids adopt their religious values, don't they? Like, I don't know. Is that a tendency? That. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. I mean, know? I think in some cases I was the first generation of my family to be raised pretty much secular. But I think that a lot of the values, just like cultural ones and coming from my parents, grandparents, probably passed down to me anyways, even though I wasn't involved in religious stuff. Yeah, I think you meet a lot more secular Jews or just sort of like, we're all just kind of chill about it. And so there's less. There's a lot of religious Jews too. No, 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 of And course. on different levels. But like for me, Jews growing are really up diverse in, like, in that way. Um, I grew up in sort of just like, you know, East Coast, um, artsy, middle class, whatever. We were a lot of the Jews that I knew, most of the Jews I knew were so relaxed about it that the kids just sort of liked it and didn't want to rebel. Whereas I think a lot of, you know, Christianity, it's like very heavy handed. Like you were going to religious school like right away. And so it, it makes more sense that you would rebel against that. And again. I think just the same as like kids who are raised really religious kind of venturing out of that and whether they come back to it or not there are kids who aren't ra raised religious who end up becoming really interested in religion as they get older right they're curious they can go both ways yeah and everything in between all right john galt says tim pretty sure prager's model was cut flower morality morality cut off from the bi biblical principles and god will eventually wither and die uh and i agree with that because i think that's what we're starting to see i think we're seeing a generation raised without any access to that information at all and all of a sudden they're narcissists they're e they're com they're completely ego driven and I, I wonder about it i do i mean for me i grew up in chicago completely urban secular atheist liberal but first you know i don't know 10 years of my life we were catholic mm. and then we stopped and then i went to public school and saw a whole other world and a whole other you know view 
but I did learn all of those lessons early in life about morality and why. Yeah, and I think that I don't want to misrepresent Dennis Prager because I really like him and I love his uh, Bible that he wrote, um, the the version of the Bible that he wrote. Um, he calls it cut flower ethics. I was calling it cut flower culture because that's the first thing that comes up when you Google it. But I want to say that I feel like the flaw in cut, cut flower ethics is that it seems to be working for a little while. And you're like, this is fine. This is working. And then you get to where we are now and you're like, this is not working anymore. This is dying, unfortunately. I think is it that's when, where it gets to you. When people hold up the idea rather than embody the idea? Well, it's when you disconnect it from its roots. So you tend to rule out some of the structure that's underlying it. And it's very dangerous because like, like uh, Dennis says, it appears to work for a little while, but ultimately it ends up failing, wilting, dying. That's sad. Somebody said, where is it? Uh, I just saw it. Um, Valdo follows his Tim Your Times Square ad is on a Netflix Resident Evil TikTok with over 3.5 million yeah, views. Yeah, let's go. Sold in advertising. How do we Send find links. it? I'm going to look let's it up. Go. I got TikTok. Link, link, link. So that's, that's the reality of Times Square advertising <laughs> and why it's so effective and why everybody wants it. Yeah. Because it. we've had like verified blue checks with like 100K followers be like, yo, I'm in Times Square. And then the, right there, big and bold oh. on the picture is like our ad. And that's why you do it. So yes. it's very, very effective. Yes. So we'll, we'll take a look at that. Uh, Raymond G. Maga Stanley Jr. the third says shout out the third <laughs> shout out to Taylor. Welcome. We are uh, of the good. Thanks. So uh, we are really excited for the vlog stuff. We we've had a bunch of really funny jokes. We've you know pushed the envelope. Obviously, we did the one where Seamus got the cake, the coming out cake, <laughs> and we were like, <laughs> so it's, it's edgy, it's a little on the edge, you know, but we're probably fine. And we've had other jokes, like I mentioned. The, the easiest way to explain it is like. Trump stuff or vaccine stuff where it's like, okay, YouTube would never allow that. Even as a joke, they wouldn't care about the context. Family friendly, not offensive, doesn't matter. No. So we're really excited what we're going to be able to launch with this show. We're, we're th- There's more information coming tomorrow, but I'll just say this. We're thinking it's going to be like Tuesdays at 7 p.m. on the website, and we're going to have it as a routine, ready to go. We're going to do promotions for it. And then um, maybe we, we were even talking about maybe doing like a, a post or pre-show with like some of the cast members, like or a watch along for some of them. That'd occasionally. be so yep. fun. Big yeah. promotional stuff. So, all right, everybody, if you haven't already, would you kindly smash that like button, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends and head over to TimCast.com. Be a member because when you sign up now, Parallel Economy is the principal way we become members. That is uh, it. Rumble's involved. It's a company that is anti-censorship. That means for all of us. I don't know if Parallel Economy is public facing yet. You can apply to use their service. But once they become like like PayPal, you sign up, you create an account, then PayPal loses their power. Then these woke cults lose their financial control of things. This is what we need to support. So I hit them up a long time ago like, guys, what do we got to do? Because, you know, for one, we don't want to get banned. For two, we want to support what you're doing. So when you sign up, stop giving your money to people who hate you. Signing up at TimCast.com uses the Rumble player, which supports Rumble, goes through Parallel Economy, which supports Parallel Economy, and supports TimCast to create the content. We love you all so much for doing it. Thank you. Taylor, you want to shout anything out? Um, if you'd like to follow me on my social media, I am on Twitter at TM Silverman and Instagram at Taylor May Silverman. And thanks for having me on for the first time. It's right on. cool to Heck be yeah. here. I'm going to, I'm going to promote the website. I'm going to promote timcast.com because we're going to do awesome stuff with the vlog. And I know there are people out here who for a long time had no interest in signing up and they were lying and going, well, man, if they didn't have PayPal, you know, I just don't want to support PayPal. That's the only reason. And now you have no excuse. excuse. So now you have to put up or shut up and go to timcast.com. Uh, follow me on social media. 
Uh, I've lo- legitimately, you guys have made me like social media. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Jamie Kilstein. And my Instagram doesn't get nearly as much love as my Twitter, which is at the Jamie Kilstein. And then if you happen to be in Houston, I will be doing stand up comedy in two weeks on August 5th and 6th at the Riot Comedy Club, um, which is the RiotHTX.com. You can come say hey and watch me do an hour of filthy stand up. Awesome. You guys can follow me at IanCrossland.net if you want to get in touch with me on social media. Media, you'll find any of my channels through that portal, iancrossland.net. Very fun, you guys. Great to have you, Taylor. Thanks you find, for you found being it? so welcoming. I did. I found it. How do so I find it? I, I sent it to you. Oh, I you found did? the TikTok thing with our uh, with our billboard in it. It's a very cool ad for Resident Evil, and it's filmed in Times Square. And right up there in that left-hand corner is podcast.com oh, wow. And it has like almost a million views between the two videos that I'm looking at right now. It's but you can't cool. really see the ad. You can't. So, but you can see part of it, and yeah. it is pretty big on TikTok. Seven hundred and twelve point six thousand on one, and a hundred and forty-five thousand. That's a very cool ad. So you guys should check it out if you have TikTok. If you've been compromised by the Chinese, I am Sour Patch Lids. <laughs> you guys can follow me on TwitterMinds.com at Sour Patch Lids, as well as Sour Patch Lids. Me. I think we got lucky because when I was talking to the agency, they said the billboard we're on has been bought for like the rest of the year. As well oh, as, wow. yeah, like, so normally this is what companies do. They'll be like, I want it for the whole year. And they spend like $10 million, some ridiculous Oof. number. We got it like super cheap. It was expensive. Don't get me wrong, but like relatively cheap. I was like, wow, we can afford that. And now they're coming back with like, here's the numbers for the season. And I'm like, Whoa, but this is like the end of summer, like in fall. Well, what probably happened was COVID hit. Traffic was down and they were like, buy whatever. We'll lower the rates. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Everybody, thanks for being members. What does this say? Uh, Oh, here we go. Trevor Crump said Chicken City was live streaming in the children's section of the North Bend, Washington, Twin Peaks library. That's so cool. Much better than Drag Queen Story Hour. Oh, my God. That's (laughs) awesome. Right on. So uh, I'll just give a shout out to all the people who work in schools, teachers, whatever, libraries, community centers. If you need something to turn on, turn on Chicken City, man. ChickenCityLive.com. There's funny, family-friendly cartoons that they get tremendous viewership. We're working on another one that's really, really funny. And uh, thank you all so much for, for watching Chicken City and Cast Castle and Tales from the Inverted World. We got more coming. We will see you all over at TimCast.com for the Uncensored After Hours show at about 11. Thanks for hanging out. Bye, guys. Thanks. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.